everybody, and welcome to episode 381 of Video Game Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael, first U.S. podcaster to be worth $2 trillion, Raparas, <laughs> uh, coming to you from the Jason Walsh Memorial Studio of the Airwaves, patreon.com slash laser time if you want to get in on this. Who else is here with me? Hi, it's Ford Lincoln Mercury, Chris Antista. That might make sense later on for all you <laughs> Kevin Costner fans. And the man who knows why AOC nominated Bernie Sanders, unlike NBC and CBS, uh, Matthew Allen. And special guest. The man who should have ordered tacos, Leif Johnson. Always order tacos. Always order tacos. I don't know what I was thinking. I should have ordered tacos. Uh, So you you just had something go up on IGN, which we'll be talking about a little bit later. But do you want to tease it a little bit? Oh yeah, it's a it's a souls like that is very souls like, and uh, so you know I don't know if you want me to tease me more than that. It's Mortal Shell. It's Mortal yes. Shell, and, and I am Mortal I am Shell. I am fucking elbow deep in that game as well. Ugh. Oh yes, mm-hmm. the thing none of us can wait to shed our Mortal <laughs> Shell. <laughs> and you guys are going to talk about Microsoft Flight Simulator. I honestly cannot wait. I cannot yeah. play that game. It's, oh. it's going to be oh. so fun. All I've done in that game is try to find my house. Uh, <laughs> did, did you watch the video I sent you, Chris, of me finding Disney World, quote yeah. unquote Disney World? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a nightmare. I love it. And my intro thing was just a reference to Apple being the first U.S. company to be worth $2 trillion. Not if Epic has anything to say yeah. about that. Well, <laughs> see, which we'll talk about in the news. They, should share, a, they should share a slogan with the current president. It's never enough. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> God, they just hit, you know, $1 trillion like a year yeah, ago. Yeah. That's that's how exponential growth works. That means that must mean Apple TV is a one trillion dollar hit. That's all I can think. Oh yeah, can't get enough. <laughs> that's mo- get that's enough. mostly the morning show money. <laughs> the only oh, the only show I'm aware of on that service is that Ubisoft game dev produced show. Yeah, like uh, if you want, Mythic it, like, Quest Raven's Banquet. If you want me yeah, to see Raven's your Banquet. show, you're probably better off like screening it in North Korea than putting it on Apple TV because it's like <laughs> really J- Jason Momoa's on a <laughs> show. Pretty good. I had no idea. Are you going to watch it? No. Uh, Central Park, uh, I also reviewed that. That's pretty good. I mean, that's a show. Not even that meme of Jason Momoa folding out the lawn chair to sit and watch something would watch that show on Apple TV. That's how few people watch it. I think think just when the year is over, I think people will have wildly overestimated the amount of TV any of us need to watch. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) This this is a little nuts. I, I gave up TV years ago. Haven't looked back. I've been telling you guys. It's just video games oh, nonstop all the time. Mm-hmm. Occasionally Letter Kenny. Yeah, I can't believe I, I, I've watched one. I, you know, I used to go to the movies all the time, like every freaking day yep. almost, because I had one of those AMC passes. And I think I've seen one movie since that, it, you know, <laughs> since the pandemic, and I've barely watched TV. So yeah, I'm kind of the like same way. All video games all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah same. Um, but anyway, it's it's going to be. A fun show since Chris, you brought up the uh, the president briefly. Um, uh. <laughs> guess what he's been trying to destroy until he tweeted in in support of it. Which, I mean, he always uh, the post office. Yes, he always tweets in support office. of it when he realized, like, oh, were the Republicans, military, and old people using the post office? Whoops, a daisy. Oops. What I would just like to point out is all of the Kevin Costner films that we used to mercilessly make fun of are slowly coming true. Like first Waterworld mm-hmm. with climate change and now The Postman. And it's just like, okay. oh, wait a second. All right. He was a futurist. See here now. I, I, I just watched Waterworld and defend that movie from till my dying day. The Postman is one of the worst movies ever made. 
It, okay, I tell me why say it was a good movie. movie. I just said it predicted the future. It, it, and that's what's nuts about <laughs> well, it. I, I loved it that he's delivering letters to Pablo Neruda, the great poet, and becomes friends with him. And, oh, wait, that's Il Postino. With, with, the, with, this, with this pal Ford Lincoln Mercury, which was my reference. Uh, <laughs> a little black guy was named Ford Lincoln Mercury. Was uh, it really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a character he got from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? He got like, it from a what? sign, uh, a oh. former car dealership. Oh. And yeah, yeah post-apocalyptic future where Tom Petty is there. Uh, and you have to fight that, that that guy from Halloween, and it starts in 2013. Wonderful, almost almost <laughs> nailed it. And the government is completely undone, and people find faith in America through the image of the postal worker, and they start dressing like them, and, oh, yeah. and delivering communiques. Well, and that's that. It, seriously, that's what the movie The Postman is about. Finding here's what's wild is even like the most staunch libertarians like Ron Paul, the one thing they're like, no, we need as a country that the government should pay for is the postal service. That's like yes. the one that he's always like, yeah, you have to support that. Well, I'm, I'm also amazed apart. how many people I see online who basically have the, the outlook that the postal service is a failing business that the U.S. taxpayer has to prop up. What is this business well, look, stuff? It was a good yeah. band. They had that one good album. Mm-hmm. And then after that, they really couldn't bring it together. Again. I, that's the only thing I did want to hear this episode. Hmm. I love the Postal Service. Fuck off. Yeah, like, well, that's what I, I've heard people say. The Post Office is losing money. I'm like, A, no, it wasn't. B, shut up. C, why didn't you address this in the last three and a half years? Why before an election? Why during hmm. a pandemic? Interesting. Why right Strange. before the holidays? Yes. This is why liberals want to cancel Thanksgiving, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> why, why, why nip the Post Office in the butt? It's just like, I just, I was a little fucking, like, dumbfounded and like in like can he just do this is what dictators do where yeah, all everybody's just letting it happen it's the postal service it's, because well, the my pillow letting... guy owns stock in ups okay <laughs> oh no, he owns the real postmaster I, general I, I, owns stock in xpo like a practical fucking slave driver trying to compete with amazon they're the worst the worst fucking company we have and most people don't know about them and uh fucking just I, I can't believe all this where are all the fucking red-headed beardos that were up in arms with the tyranny of the government when they told us we couldn't get haircuts for a week uh, they've, they've had so many opportunities to get up and save us from the tyranny uh, being yeah, kidnapped I mean, where, where in the streets beaten the secret government post office shut down so we can't vote and they're just sitting there polishing their guns smiling mm-hmm. like babies where were they when secret federal police were kidnapping people off the streets of Seattle? Like that's why that's that's why they claim they have the guns, right? Mm-hmm. Is oh yeah, go go find an uninhabited thirty percent of the country and just take it. I don't want to fucking deal with yeah. you people anymore, or you voting in my elections. You're ridiculous. Here, here's the thing, and I'm not going to call them out specifically for this because I think there are lots of Americans on both sides of the political spectrum that nope. feel this way, but. They didn't care because it wasn't right. people they agreed with that it, that stuff was happening to. I mean, that's that's nothing new. Yeah, it's yeah. still it's still unbelievable that he can just get up in public and just say, "Yeah, if I do this, then Democrats won't be able to vote and win the election." Yeah, like, I can't believe that just, just happened. You just it's say like that Civil War it, stuff in another country. Yeah. Fifth dimensional chess. Yeah, and, I, I think what it is, Leif, is like. It's just so – it's not that people don't want to do anything about it. It's like it's so abnormal to us. We literally – it's like when a friend just tells a really racist joke out of the blue. It's like you freeze and you're like, did that just happen? Like mm. the whole country has been frozen for the past three and a half yeah. years. Like we're well, just like – It's, I, it's I like, I, like I, have my own, I have my own business and a, a, you know, fucking making a way for myself as an adult finally at 40 in like the last three years. And especially last week, I was just like – isn't somebody gonna do something? Yeah. <laughs> hell, video game of politics coming to a Patreon. No one ever you. comes to help. Ever. Um, 
But I th- feel like we're belaboring the intro a bit because yes, we're, we're all we're all pissed off about this. But I promise you, this is a video game show, and we are going to talk about postal workers in games. Yes, uh, yeah, because because they are heroic. They are frontline mm-hmm. workers. We want to give them their due by talking about how awesome they are in video. Games. And some of them are just weirdos with mailbox faces. But hey, they still have a postal theme, so it counts. And and Michael Wood is such a good song. Oh wait, that's it is an amazing it. song. <laughs> as is the District Sleeps Alone, and it's fucking it's a brilliant album, Chris. I don't understand. Wait, it's no, no, that sorry, I'm not they mad did at the it postal the service. <laughs> yep, you ever hear Iron and Wine's cover of Great Heights? Oh yeah, it's a beautiful cover, and I learned uh, how to play it on my ukulele and play it almost every day because that I'm, shit that shit makes makes it feel like white people are intentionally trying to hypnotize me. That, like that, that is the most boring fucking music in the universe, and. I, I nominated that band as the whitest thing in the universe the other night during Look, a conversation. Chris, the Garden State album is our generation's, uh, I don't know, Simon and Garfunkel, whatever the fuck their greatest hits was. That's that's it. It's on that. Yeah. that album. Iron, and, Iron and Wine is the most disappointing 1v1 fighting game based on Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> to appear on the original PlayStation. <laughs> yeah. I stand firm in this belief. <laughs> Yeah, but if you if you like uh, if you like two notes per minute and a guy sounding like he's jerking off in the morning singing, your love wine, our breakfast ready. It's it sounds like he's jerking off outside of someone's window very quietly so as not to be heard. I feel bad. That guy was all around my hometown. <laughs> Dating a friend of mine. Oh my god. Really? Oh, wow. He's like one of the original Beardos. He's, yeah. he's good up. Yeah. Anyway. I meant the other Beardos when I meant uh, I want I want all you anti-tyranny people to just maybe watch one different news station this week. Right? <laughs> all right. All of you listening. There's none of them listening now. Not we're after the BLM to, We're episode. off to a stellar start. Oh, yeah. No, this is Fuck just great. This, this is a great, here, great. Here I want to talk. We're taking about as long to get the top five as the Postal Service takes to deliver some mail. Huh? <laughs> hey, Am I right? <laughs> Am I right? Hello. Now, hold, hold the phone here. <laughs> Do you not like if you if you've if you've been an Amazon Prime subscriber at any point in your life? Doesn't the mail always kind of amaze you? Like, yeah, th- this this yeah, thing kinda. has been a this fucking iPhone case has been on more planes than me in ten years just to yeah. get here in two days. Holy shit! How does this work? And I I know that stamps the price of stamps has has gone up so much since we were young and stuff. But still, I think it's still under a buck for a stamp. I don't I haven't like mailed a physical piece of mail in a long time but like still the fact that you can take a piece of paper and get it anywhere in the country the continental united states is huge for under a dollar is sort of miraculous the fact that you can pay for one thing that isn't candy by flipping someone a coin and having them catch it Mm. yes mail this for (laughs) me would you do it and it can have cool pictures of elvis on it or any celebrity you know that was a long time ago cool stamps Mm -hmm. man I think I Elvis has the- had like several rounds of stamps. I think there's like I think there's like one Elvis series a year. That's true. I found out my lady had like a low key stamp collection. I'm like, you a fucking serial killer? What? Who the fuck has a stamp collection? <laughs> like, why it's am I like, dating you? Yeah, you know, you, get, you only have so much room on your body for tattoos, and so you got to like keep the cool pictures in the stamp book too. <laughs> yeah. you know? I want to remember this picture of Lucille Ball <laughs> by one inch. <laughs> <laughs> Got the rare fat Elvis stamp from the 90s. (laughs) (laughs) Was a misprint. They ordered it burned, but I kept it alive. Someday it will rise again. Um, He refused to allow the upcoming game Lake on the list, but I I did 
Like that looks so chill in pro post mm, office. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. encourage people to check out the trailer. Um, I don't know about it. I gotta check that out. It looks like the postal ser- version of a uh, Firewatch or something. It's mm-hmm. just like Yeah, yeah you man. you literally just deliver mail in a small Wisconsin town in the eighties or Oregon town. Whoa. Hmm. It's beautiful. Nice. Oh, I see it. I'm gonna have to play that. Yeah. And and I, I would accept that like, you know, what if what if it comes out and it sucks? You never know with upcoming games. So. Oh no, did would we put a game that sucks in our top five? Never. <laughs> never. All these games are stellar always all the time. You did friendly shark games last week. I did. There was <laughs> had to be one shitty game in there. <laughs> no. No. Well, shitty in that uh, it has shark titties, but we don't need to revive that joke. Shitty um, titties. Yep, that's right. The yep. Shitty shark titties. titties. Shitties. Yep. Yeah. The shitties. Uh, yep. Shitty anyway. titty committee is here to tell you about the post <laughs> office. But yes, uh, top five postal workers and games, followed by some talk about Flight Simulator and Mortal Shell and a bunch of other stuff, uh, which we'll dive into right after this. Do you like video game apocalypse in 30 2010? Well, the LaserTime Patreon has figured out a way to combine the two. Over at patreon.com slash lasertime, we've taken a month's worth of 302010's games from 30, 20, and 10 years ago and grabbed the hosts Michael Raparez and Matthew Allen from Bidja Game Apocalypse and with our combined three decades plus in the games industry, we found a great way to take a deep dive into the biggest gaming anniversaries of the month. Here's a recent sample. Moving into the things that have absolutely solid release dates for 1990. On July 12th, Nintendo publishes a little game called Final Fantasy in America. I think mm. uh, almost like uh, almost three years after it, this is published in Japan and already a already a bona fide phenomenon. Yeah, yeah. This is a few months after Final Fantasy three came out in Japan. The thing named after their literal last shot, their Final mm-hmm. Fantasy, or yeah. they would have gone out of business, and they. Uh... I, I can't remember, but did this take hold right away? Yeah, I bought this game when it came out, largely due to months of Nintendo Power hyping it up. Yeah, yeah. Didn't really know what an RPG was, didn't know what to expect. Like, I don't either, but I want to find Warmech on that bridge. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, do you guys remember the uh, Final Fantasy Treasure Quest in Nintendo Power? No. So uh, it was, yeah. A, yeah, I think Michael does because he mentioned the Warmech thing earlier. But uh, yeah, yeah, it, uh, there's like three issues of Nintendo Power, I think, where uh, basically it like asks you trivia questions about the game. And if you send in the, the correct answers, you, you're part of a sweepstakes for different prizes. First prize got to go on some like tropical treasure quest vacation, like they took friends and you know larped basically before we had that term um and uh, i won i won second prize in this which was uh which was a uh basically a shirt that said final fantasy treasure quest which i never wore because it was so geeky the other thing was a fanny pack full of doubloons chocolate doubloons the fanny pack So, in addition to weekly bonus shows, over 100 movie commentaries, exclusive specials, you can get the 302010 Video Games Edition, celebrating a month of important gaming milestones every single month at patreon.com slash lasertime in exchange for just five bucks. And you'll support all of the Lasertime shows, including Video Game Apocalypse, right guys? And welcome back to the top five, which is about what? Postal workers. Postal workers. Postal, Postal worker games. Workers, yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you for humoring me. Let's jump in with... Number five. Yippee! 
Pinata Island's magnificent postal services are at your disposal for all your needs. You know, passing stuff on, getting some goodies off other Xbox Live gardeners. Half the title's right there in what she said, so... I love Viva Pinata to no end. Do you really? It is the only pinata-based animal husbandry game that I can think of. It's the, it's the top pinata-based animal husbandry game to ever have existed. And mm. Fanny Franker, the yes, Fanny Franker, delivery, who considering is awesome. Considering that this is a game produced in the UK, one might assume that her name refers to uh, shoving hot dogs in a vagina. But oh. it turns out Franker actually has a meaning that is related to male. Franking is the act of stamping or signing something to indicate that it has its postage paid or it doesn't need postage paid. No, no, I know that's the thing Biden's against. Trump told me he's anti-franking. Mm-hmm. Anti-franking is going to bring the franking industry to its knees. Uh, <laughs> in, in my hometown, neck of the woods, pulling a Frankie is when you take a shit in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, I always just call those the brown wrinkled neck bass. Come on, don't step on those. But, I mean, from from the neck down, Fanny looks kind of like a, a post office-themed stripper a little bit. She's She's yeah, got, like, she's the, sexy. the, the tied sexy. blouse and, like, the, the knee socks with the big boots. And uh, But her head is a terrifying mailbox with big eyes on the sides. It's fucked up. It's, it's totally fucked, fucked up. up. <laughs> it, it's something that would have been in Pee-wee's Playhouse. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's like the the mail flap is, is her mouth, and it's got lipstick on it, and just flaps open and shut as she talks, yeah. and uh, yeah. and says things like, "I gotta ask you to pay now. You okay with that?" Much obliged. We just have the best customers. She's she's so nice, just unfailingly nice, even when you uh, pop in in the middle of the night. That's sweet of you to come visit me at this late hour. So she uh, she provides a valuable service, which is uh, selling you crates that you can stuff full of seeds or money or whatever things that you want to send to other Xbox Live members. And I, I actually just sent you a crate, Chris, to, to try it out. And you probably will never see it, but <laughs> unless you somehow log into Viva Pinata. I've never played Viva Pinata. What? You are it's on, on the list. Rare Replay. It's on Rare Replay. It's yeah, so good, dude. It it's it's so weird and so good. It's yeah. literally you so, Yeah, you the, create a garden. Mm-hmm. Well, go ahead, Michael. You you, you got it. Well, you, know you, you create a garden. You you have to uh dig basically dig it up first. You start with this cracked dry plot of land that you have to terraform. And then the better you make the garden, the more piñatas will just show up. And if you can do whatever it is they like to make them stick around, then they'll change color and become residents. And after enough of them become residents, you can start mating them. And as you start making a bunch of surplus pinatas, you can work to raise their quality levels so that you can ship them out to parties across the world to entertain yeah. as only pinatas can by exploding yeah. and spraying candy everywhere. It's it's like a combo of Stardew Valley and Farmville meets Pokemon because you're like <laughs> trying to collect all the different like mm-hmm. pinata animals and then get them to fuck and you have to build like a special fucking room too. Mm-hmm. It's pretty dope. And they, they all have candy themed names like Syrupent and uh, Fudgehog yes. and Horstachio. There was a cartoon. There was a cartoon based around where this they game. talked for, for two years. That, that's that's why I'm real confused about this because I was just thinking to myself, I know I have a ton of friends, you know, working in the game industry who are into Viva Pinata. Sure, Humble was brag. this 
was this ever a thing? Or it seemed like it burned really, really hot for like eighteen months and then disappeared to never be seen again. I mean, it it had one and two, and then after two, yet. I mean, two was a better game. They 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 improved a lot of the systems from one, but it's it's got I a don't DS feel like game, three DS game, DS game. There it's was a, there was a Nintendo. DS. Oh yeah, it did. There was a DS and game, and that, that was such a, a weird show. thing. Is it's like because Rare is owned by Microsoft, and yet they're making Nintendo games also. And I feel like I was, saw it everywhere. Yeah. So as I'm wondering now, was was Microsoft marketing just really good, or did this actually have like zeitgeist penetration? Because Viva Pinata, in, ten years ago, was not a household name, but a very recognizable name in the games industry. And I, I, I think. I, I think the reason it's on DS is that kids show actually did quite well at the time and kids were into this thing as a thing. Like it was pretty, it was cool, man. But like you said, it was a flash in the pan. It was like 18 months to two years and then yeah, never three, four games and a two season TV series and then never to be spoken of again. Huh. Nope. Yeah. And yeah, both of those games are on rear replay. Uh, so grab that. Yep. Yeah, for sure. That. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. Looks like we Just, have, we have, we have a uh, view pinata thing for, Microsoft building the world's biggest pinata. Oh. Did they do that? <laughs> yeah. I don't remember that at all. Or Stachio out of Six Flags. Nice. Uh, yeah. nice. nice. Very cool. Yeah, he was one of the main characters on the cartoon, I do remember. I'm sure if somebody tells Fortnite, they will beat it in the next six hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Probably. Yeah. Let's just, uh, let's not, let's yeah. not tell him. Yeah, just keep it, keep it quiet. So let uh, Viva Pinata be pure and fun. And yeah, highly recommend just pick up Rare Replay. It's on Game Pass still, I want to say, because it's first party. Mm-hmm. I was just looking at this stuff, but yeah, it's, uh, it's worth a play. There's nothing like it. And the graphics hold up because it's, it's very stylized graphics. It's, uh, they all look like pinatas. And it's, yeah, it's that was good. the only, <laughs> only choice I could see behind making these things pinatas is that. The, the the technology made it look really cool. It yeah. looked like they had paper hair, and it's yeah. I guess something you probably couldn't have done on the previous Xbox. Yeah, it, for me, I think that's a sole justification why they're pinatas and not like little monsters or real animals. It's it's a lot like that Yoshi's Woolly World and and the crafting world in this yeah, gen. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. those those kind of art styles will hold up just because they 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 look so they 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 look so much like what they're trying to emulate. It's like yeah, it looks good, man. Yeah. So, so uh, Fanny, we salute you, even though your head makes Man. you look like a terrifying refugee from Lidsville. Yes. <laughs> Missing you already. Don't be a stranger now, you hear? Number four. Uh, well, the mumbling is a dead giveaway. That, that's some animal ease right there, mm-hmm. baby. That is mm-hmm. that is Pete, the pelican from Animal Crossing, yeah? Yeah. Who who has any fond memories whatsoever about Pete the Pelican? I mean, if this were our top five terrible postal workers, <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, okay. I, I don't know if I have fond memories. Like I do, you know, re- I recall encountering him a few times as he's making deliveries. But the, I think my initial Animal Crossing memories of just being annoyed, waiting waiting for my fossils to be mailed to the museum wherever the hell that was to check what the fossils were and, and send it back to me. Like, oh, this is what you dug up, you know? So. Mm. I swear, it's, sometimes Pete stole my fossils in the mail. I couldn't prove yeah, it. Yeah, Amazon be. gave me a refund. <laughs> but, like he he showed up at you know promptly. I think in the evening and just flapped on screen and started making his rounds. And you could talk to him. And if you did, you might find out that uh, he was part of a torrid and strange love triangle between himself and two other pelicans, Pelly and her older sister Phyllis. Huh. And Phyllis worked at Town Hall, didn't she? I think I so. Remember. They they have different jobs in different games. I think in at least one of them, they both work at the post office, and then 
they, they kind of swap around. But Pete, Pete is always a postal worker. But Pete is always trying to impress Phyllis, who is kind of generally rude, but uh, Phyllis does not appear very interested in him. On the other hand, her younger sister, Pelly is head over heels for Pete, and Pete thinks she's too childish. He just, he's not interested. So Aww, it's just a story of unrequited love all yes, around. Yeah. Unrequited animal love. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it is weird that, like, the games have gotten bigger and bigger over the generations, and yet certain services, they keep, like, burying within other buildings. Like, the post office now is part of the airport. Like, it's not its own separate thing. And it's like, you've got all this fucking memory. It's the Switch. Mm-hmm. You can do all this now. You don't need to combine buildings. You don't need to save space. It's Just about, have it. It's about convenience, Matt. It's not about... Uh, yeah, I I just, that's, that's the real reason. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> convenience Damn it, I want a whole uh, city, Michael. I want an animal city. Well, I, I want more space to build my animal city. My animal I, city of the future. It's just going to be a giant clover leaf that overshadows a few small houses. Oh, lovely. I cannot wait. Where are they going? It doesn't matter. What, 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 what are these voices? What are these characters we're doing? I love it. <laughs> that also doesn't matter. Wonderful. Wonderful. <laughs> it's Squizzit. Uh, so Pete the Pelican. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, he's, he's cool it's guy. interesting. Like I, I watched some YouTube videos about this. That story of their love triangle kind of stays consistent and evolves a bit from game to game to the point where Pete continues to show up in other games. Recently, in uh, Happy Home Designer, his voice changed a bit. Yeah. And he talks about how he wants to remodel his house to catch the eye of that one special pelican. It's like, oh, he's still pining for Phyllis. With a name like Phyllis, I just always pictured, like, if she could talk, it would be like one of Marge's sisters. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I totally. Yeah, I like <laughs> Why is there a very, birdhouse in it? <laughs> <laughs> it's a very Phyllis. Phyllis is a very uh, Simpson sister name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. <laughs> But yeah, Pete. Pete's very punctual. He's uh, he's he's a reliable postman. I mean, he's a pelican postman. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. if I remember right, like I never really played much of the original Animal Crossing, but like mail was kind of a huge part of that. Right? It was the it was the biggest part of it, and it was they spent years trying to decipher like the algorithms behind like. When you wrote your neighbor's mail, they would have certain responses based on what you said. And, like, people were still, years later, trying to figure out, like, what were there certain terms that would trigger certain events? And it was it was such a big part of that original game. And it, I still think to this day, like, the, the original Animal Crossing might be the best. A, because it has all those old-school NES games. But mm. B, just because of stuff. It was really built around communication with your villagers and especially New Horizons, which I love, New Horizons has really de-emphasized talking to your villagers. Like, you, you can just go about your day and do whatever the fuck you want and not talk to a villager and be fine with it. Yeah, although they'll, they'll still be like, oh, I, I thought you hated me now. I have not talked to you but, in literally days. But it's consequence-free. Like, whereas in older games, like, if you do that shit too long, they're like, I'm out of here. Fucking yeah. see ya, dude. Yeah, I have no other friends and you're ignoring me. I'm leaving mm-hmm. your town. <laughs> yeah. I, Just this fucking pigeon that sells me coffee every morning. Yeah, Fuck that. Yeah. Oh, I, I think Phyllis might be in love with the coffee pigeon. What's his name? I forget. Oh, God. Oh, something. Oh, is I think something it's a, roost? It's Adolf. Adolf. <laughs> Adolf Pigeon? Yeah. It's something. Something Roost is the name of the coffee shop. Brewster. Right? Brewster. Because Brewster he brews the, coffee. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
uh, and it rhymes with rooster. But yes, he's a weird sure. pigeon with a giant uh, Kurt handlebar mustache. I'm wondering when they're going to introduce him, not to get too off topic, in the new version of the game. Because it's like him and then the little things you, the, the, the somethingoids, god damn it. What are the oh, the gyroids. The gyroids. The gyroids and Brewster need to make an appearance. Yeah. Wondering when that's going to happen. I'm, yeah, I'm wondering why the gyroids haven't, because they're like one of the creepiest things about Animal Crossing, because they're like based on these prehistoric Japanese uh, Jomon things that were like used as grave markers. There is nothing cooler than just filling a room with gyroids and walking into the cacophony of just fucking... Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, and they always make different noises. Most people don't know. It matches whatever music is playing in that room. And so, you, ah, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. They're creepy little bastards. Hell yeah. But yeah. Um, anyway, let's move along to... Number three. A far chattier mailman. Walking this route is so peaceful and serene, and I wake up every morning loving it. But I will say that Saturdays are my favorite days. You're very kind, Dave. Shame you don't have a husband to treat anymore. He'd be a very lucky man, Mrs. West. My late Roger died happy and with a full belly. I'm doing just fine on my own. Speaking of which, I need to get back to my oven. All righty, Mrs. West. I'll see you on Monday. Have a wonderful day. You'll never guess what game this is, except that you will, because I told you. All I can think of is please don't throwing, be postal. All I can think of is throwing a briefcase at this dude and having it chase him for three or four blocks yes, before finally correct. hitting and killing him. This is this is from Hitman Two. Yes, this is this is Dale Anderson, the postman in this mission called Another Life. Which so is he like more than a postman? Well, no, he he's he's exactly a postman. But so Another Life just recreates like two blocks of this idyllic suburban neighborhood that looks like something out of a fifties TV show Uh where it's just like, you know, pretty white people in sundresses going to parties and everybody's very neighborly and chatty. And Dale, Oh, the monsters are due on Maple street. Yeah. (laughs) So, so Dale, he, he does his rounds around the neighborhood and he stops to talk to everybody just about, and you can just sort of follow him. And pay attention to his conversations. If you get too close, he might remark on you, Agent 47. Quite the dresser, aren't you? But he tells people about his problems, and listening to him, much like anybody else in this game, can give you some vital intel on things that will help you accomplish mission goals. For example... Hi, Trevor. Another package for James Batty. I think it's the collector's edition of that video game he keeps talking about. Bought it online, I think. Deer Hunter 4, was it? He's a strange one, that James Batty. Is he still trying to sue Janice? Oh, yes. That's exactly why I'm dreading the delivery of this package. He keeps talking my ears off and shows me all these legal documents like I'm supposed to understand what they mean. Say, would you deliver this for me? I can make you a postal deputy. Uh, no, sorry, Dale. I'm late for my yoga training. Maybe some other day. Oh, sure, okay. I mean, I'm late already, so I guess it's fine. I'm sure the missus will understand. Uh, he will also, if you follow him, call his wife and be like, no, I, I know I'm supposed to be there now. I, I, and I know it's an important dinner, but no, I just, I can. I still got my rounds. 
And <laughs> if only if only it was that easy to get mm-hmm. offered a like unlosable job with a pension. Yeah, right? man, dude. I mean, I I grew up in a small town, and this guy knows way more about what's yeah. going on than anybody. I know. I love that he's yeah. He's complaining about a guy oversharing with him. I'm like, you. Meanwhile, you're gossiping up like what fucking video game the person <laughs> yeah, has delivered. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that's that's the thing. He keeps saying like, oh, I can never get my work done because people talk my ear off. It's like you stop and talk to everybody. You talk so to like these is... armed guards standing outside a house. You talk to the sheriff who's busy with something else so this guy is supposed to be did you guys play hitman one at all no there's in this new reboot series there's like there's gonna be i can already predict in three there's like the npc that is kind of a recurring npc that becomes almost a secondary character so hitman one had helmet kruger who was this like aged out like metal heavy metal star or whatever that you could you could impersonate? Hmm. And then this game has Dale the mailman, where it's he's a, he's a kind of a quasi celebrity in in the Hitman world because yeah they they give him more character than than most of just the clockwork people walking around yeah. doing their thing. Like they he, they give him a ton of character. So there there were important clues in what he just said. So Janus spelled J A N U S is uh yeah, janice a fucking janice he's he's like a former russian yeah. spy who who now just kind of he's he's a very old man lives a secretive existence in this heavily guarded house and he's one of your targets and but he mentions that like there's this other guy he's delivering this package to and this guy has like a bunch of legal information about janice that might be useful to your employers gathering intel on him trying to prove certain connections so um you can follow dale around and if you've heard either the conversation I played or the one with his wife, you can walk up and offer to help him. And he has a very good attitude about it, even if you've surprised him when he walks into the bushes to take a piss. What a safe neighborhood. Hope I can buy a place somewhere like this one day. Do you need some help? You know what, friend? I could indeed use some help. It's very kind of you to ask. People in this neighborhood are just so friendly. That's what I really love about this place. No problem. What do you need? Well, I'm running awfully late today. Chatty people in this neighborhood, you know? Anyway, I've got this package for James Batty at number 432. Would you be able to deliver it to him? I wouldn't normally just hand over a package like that, but you look very trustworthy. I could do that. Yeah, this nondescript bald man, very trustworthy. So this whole thing, forty-seven is the opposite of trustworthy. <laughs> he, just... he, he likes okay. So that, that wasn't even a time for him to zip up and everything. So I was going to say, I, you talking don't, like this. You don't gotta... talk with your cock in your hand that much. It's, it's yeah, no. If you're pissing in the field and someone comes up behind and says, "Do you need help?" You're right. Your answer should not be yes. Can you deliver yeah, this package? Absolutely. <laughs> yes, and absolutely. let me use this type of voice. Yeah. Well, <laughs> my my doctor told me not to lift any heavy weights. I could use a hand. Thank you very much. Uh, so, yes, if you agree, he's very happy about it. Thank you again. This place is just amazing. Helen gives away muffins, and you're helping deliver packages. What a day. What a day, indeed. Uh, I, 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 of course, immediately uh, sucker punched him and stole his clothes. Uh, <laughs> and if you walk perfect. around, people will greet you like they'd greet him. It must be nice to just walk around friendly neighborhoods all day. Yeah. Okay, wait a minute. Uh, okay, so these people mm-hmm. know this this postman so well that they're giving him like the most intimate details of their lives, and they're like, mm-hmm. "Hmm, who is this weirdo?" Yeah, because they would think that that was like some big departure, but no, they're treating him like they, you know, just some anonymous guy. If they 
if they talk yeah, to him well, like they, that. They just they just see the uniform and they assume like, oh, it's Dale. Okay, that's I'm right. Not going to look that's twice. Right. It's it's actually a statement about classism in the United States. Mm-hmm. There, that's uh, true. Life and you know, yeah. My uh, my ex, uh, my ex, her father was a career postman and uh, was at the end of his career there, and he. You get to pick your shift on your way out, and he picked one in a rich neighborhood where, like, they don't allow postal trucks, so he just has to walk. I would imagine delivers dozens of mail every day, just walks in the nicest neighborhoods, and it's it's like, this is the fucking best. All of my exercise, and I'm getting paid. Wonderful. Do not send that to Donald Trump. Do not send (laughs) that. No, do not. No, send no. They're gonna get rid of that walking. Can't walk. You got to. You got to use fossil fuels, man. You got to use that is car. Bullshit. A drone would be much easier. Yeah. No, yeah. oddly enough, I grew up in a neighborhood where the mail person did just drive from box to box, lean out, and put the mail in the box. And then I've I've lived in a few different neighborhoods where the mailman like parks at the end of the street, gets out with the satchel of mail, and walk delivers stuff. Mm-hmm. And it feels so. I feel like. Okay, I, what, I feel like I'm in a movie that so many games have copied, I was going to point out, this level is very Pleasantville. Yes. Like, for some reason, mm-hmm. there's been, like, three or four games, like, Saints Row did a Pleasantville, Fallout did a Pleasantville in one of their, like, it was, like, a VR Pleasantville in one of the bunkers. Like, it, there's just something something quaint about going into these Pleasantvilles in video games, because you always can tell there's something going on under the surface. Like, yeah. the Stepford Wives, there's, there's not all is right in this world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. At one point, there is a, a party that it, it's just like the house is open. You can just walk in unchallenged. They, nobody cares. And uh, as you're walking around the house, you you actually find like this couple that's snooping around, and they're like, "All oh, this furniture is new. What's up with that?" And like, well, you know, lots of people buy new furniture when they move in. Like, but not all new furniture. Like, people <laughs> take their furniture with them, and they've been moving around for five or six years. They said, and yeah. uh, and look at this luggage. This is insane. What are you, what are you doing? Oh, yeah, like that. <laughs> sorry, the cat is settling in on Chris's shoulder. It thinks uh-huh. it's about ten times smaller than it is. Yeah, he's a year old, and he's the the size of a small panther. <laughs> yeah. He looks comfy. He, he thinks yeah. he's a parrot, apparently. Yeah, say hi, Patrick Swayze. <laughs> oh. I'm Patrick Swayze, and I like Chris's shoulder. Ooh, look at his eyes. He's like, yeah, I see you. <laughs> God, he sounds just so like loud. Patrick Swayze, Chris. That was such a good impression. Yeah. Nobody put baby in a cage. <laughs> oh my God! Did oh, Long Johnson, come back to life. <laughs> Welcome to Roadhouse. I don't know any of his lines from that movie. <laughs> I used to fuck guys like you in prison. Oh no, wait, that was the bad guy. Did nobody okay. ever gets my next of kin references? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was I was gonna do a two Wong Fu thing, but I'm like that could be offensive uh, in that yeah, voice. Okay. You can't do a that, Swayze. Is that movie <laughs> offensive now? It probably is. Um, who knows? Uh, I haven't I seen know. it since the nineties. I'm going to err on the constant side of yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to err on the side of I'm glad I never saw it and can't wait. Same, exactly. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, Dale Dale is quite an interesting character, and he would probably be higher on this list if not for Dale? this guy. Number two. Yeah, Dale, the postman we were just talking about. Congratulations, you've just been visited by the Postman in what legendary series? The Legend Legend of of Zelda. Zelda. 
So this guy is kind of a weird character with a weird history and that he's <laughs> he's running around dressed like a track and field athlete, like shorts and a tank top. And uh, this big red, uh, I guess it's called a shako, like the, the very tall, like military style hat. And uh, yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about his dope spoiler or flag he's wearing. <laughs> yeah, well, he, he has one of those, too, like the, that mm-hmm. samurai flag thing with like a rabbit on it. Uh, the rabbit is actually referenced when this character first debuted. It was in Ocarina of Time, but he wasn't a postman. He was just like a runner who was obsessed right. with, uh, like you got this bunny hat and he became obsessed with it and was convinced it would make him faster. And so like, this was your, your, your way to sell the bunny hat to somebody. Mm. And when Majora's Mask rolled around, for whatever reason, they decided to reuse that character and turn him into a postman. Although... Idiocy. It's... Like, this is where we started to see that design with, like, the big red hat. And, uh... He, but he, he would, like, move weirdly slowly. He'd do, like, a slow jog when he entered buildings. Yeah, not as oh. not quite as talkative, but uh, now is is this the same character as the guy from the handhelds, or is it a different? Cause so like, remember the the Phantom Hourglass guy had wings, and then in yeah. Spirit Tracks he just looked like a little monkey with like this um, same same red it hat. It depends on the handhelds. Apparently, it is the same character in like the Oracles games and Minish Cap, but they had a new character with like the same look. So the postman in uh, Phantom Hourglass and Spirit Tracks was this much shorter, rounder guy who still dressed the same. He, he wore like the red hat, but it's clearly a different character. And in Phantom Hourglass, he had wings and in Spirit Tracks, he pretends to do a little train move as he's yeah. walking along. In Spirit Tracks, he's, he's more dressed like, like a conductor almost, but he, he looks mm-hmm. way different. He's, he's got almost like little monkeys. He's, he's, he's like a little short little guy. He's not, he's not the he's tall a short little guy with like buck teeth and a big round face. Yeah, and he's he's not the tall, basically marathon runner that no. is the postman from these other games. No, and that can... that postman actually like there is a I think a Rito in Wind Waker who looks kind of like him but with a beak, and the Rito are like the the postal workers. They they carry yeah, letters around. That's that the one game. I remember. That okay, that's from Wind Waker. I do like literally remember there was a bird postman, wasn't there? And that yes. okay, so it's yes, Wind Waker. Yeah, I yeah, fucking yeah. I fucking hate this became a Zelda standard, and I'm glad it's gone. <laughs> This is Ocarina. Starting with that one, I have a fairy on my shoulder screaming at me about what I need to do, where I need to go, and what's happening. I'll say it as as if I were Link in the game and Chris in real life. If you need to get a hold of me by mail, this is not important. And (laughs) And it generally isn't. It's not that important. I know, I know, but there's, there's still like vital things to do in Zelda with your stupid mailbox. It's like, I, I'm Rivali's Galing all around, fast traveling all around this entire Hyrule. Do I really have to stop at a mailbox to receive your message? I'll just come see you. Look, I, Shigeru Miyamoto loves writing letters, okay? He thinks guess, putting them I in the mailbox is. is the most fun thrill a man can have. I know, I forgot that's that's the <laughs> Japanese. Is a, the, the Japanese are a society that turns stationery into a hobby. That's true. So, it's, it, it was not. I mean, not well, a at the very Miller least, joke. like Japanese stationery is way cooler than anything you can get just, mm-hmm. you know, going to. Those work. pens I got at the, the Japantown store, they have never died and they write upside down. Just oh, like the Ash. Is it Mido? I go there all the time. They actually yeah, know I me by name. I fucking love that place. Yeah. Yeah, those pens are amazing. They're worth not losing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I go get there to get my fountain pen inks. Yeah, Roshizuku. Oh, I love Damn, that. Damn, dude. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yes. 
But yeah, the postman extremely memorable. Not as many fun lines as Dale Anderson, clearly, yeah. but uh, yeah, but no. iconic. Like you, you instantly recognize that guy, and like, oh yeah. god, it's that weirdo, Harry Cox. You, you can dress up as him in Hyrule Warriors. It's a costume. I know, I just, really? Every every wow. Zelda, I'm like, God, fuck a mailbox because I remember <laughs> you fucking getting a heart piece out of a mailbox in like what Ocarina. I gotta check this shit. I gotta check this shit. Fuck the mail. I I don't check the mail now. Mm. Fuck the mail. See, now Republicans are going to get their way, Chris, because of that kind of I'm talking about spam mail. I'm talking about about all these yard people who keep dropping shit in my... Vote for me! Save money on pool supplies. Your car's warranty's expired. I'm like, none of this applies to me. I I hate my aspect of the mail. No, I don't want discount steaks. What the fuck? Why is the mail still so much a thing down south? Oh, God, as a kid, remember how how much you looked forward to receiving physical yes. mail? It was like a special... Because you only got them for good shit. It was like, oh, birthday cards or gift cards. We, we and- lived a, a bit in the sticks, so our mailbox was our bus stop. So ah. I had to like walk a mile to the bus stop, and I would usually pick up the mail. And that was... I don't remember how the magic happened, but Mother on an airplane got signed up for, like, every single game magazine Future had or imagined. Oh, God. And, and they would come, like, yeah, it was really like, oh, is this the day of the week I get a new game magazine? Fuck yes. Yes, I remember how exciting it was. Like your it's mom had one too many mini vodka bottles and was, like, perusing the online catalogs and like, oh, I, yeah, I, I'll get this If it wasn't for, for whatever happened on that airplane, we would not have had a computer. That's how we ended up getting a computer, through her her miles on a flight. We really? had, you, you'd know we it was a really game magazine the when the, the mail carrier would hand it to you and say... <laughs> 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 it's like the worst hummed rendition of like the Zelda "You Found a Secret" song. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what that was. Jesus da, 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 da. That might as well have been the Final Fantasy theme. Oh God, yeah, I wouldn't have gotten that at all. Anyway, let's move ahead to this inevitable conclusion. Who could it possibly be? I can't help you with that. I make deliveries. That's all. That's true. Is Does he really talk like that in real life? Like, who fucking talks like Solid Snake in real life? Guys who always ace their auditions. Guys, seriously. Seriously, guys. Guys. I'm going to sing a song for you now. Twinkle, twinkle. It's fucking Sam Porter Bridges, man. It's yeah. right there in the name. He's a porter. Yeah, he's he a delivers porter. Shit. And it, it, it's it's he unclear. It's like so. So people in this world just like take on last names based on what they do. Like his his last name is Bridges, but then he's also a porter, so he's Sam Porter Bridges. But also he works for the Bridges Company, which is I I, I know I'm stretching the definition of postal worker a little bit Any here. Bridges but communities and stuff. Yeah, bridge don't communities, yeah. Think they, so. This is the most notable game where you're just playing a postal. Yeah, person. it totally yeah. is. It's and we should mention the name service. of the game. This is Death Stranding. Death Stranding, yes. Stranding. And and Bridges, the company that he works for, is like a quasi government entity, so it basically is the post office. Yes. And you're trying to reconnect people to bring the United Cities of America back online. Oh my god, this is exactly like the Postman. Yeah. <laughs> it, yes. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, it is, it's pretty close. But yeah, yeah it's and, it's you it, a post-apocalyptic society that is brought back together by analog mail because mm-hmm. it's too dangerous well, to live live among the like live on the land. I never you know, so that was everyone's the been 
<laughs> Everyone's been calling out like Hideo Kojima is total futurist. He predicted the future. How did he do this so that we're all, you know, quarantined in our house and shit? The one thing that he got wrong, though, is in this game, Michael just mentioned, you're trying to connect the United Cities of America. They're saying now with COVID and stuff like cities are the thing that are dying because people are just sort of fleeing the cities. Like, why should I pay this expensive rent to live in a place that I can't go outside my house? I can be in the boondocks and and Mm -hmm. sit inside all day long. So cities might be a casualty of this whole thing. Like cities might be gone, man. So Mm -hmm. it would just be like more like the United suburbs of America. (laughs) It was the the only thing that brought down San Francisco rents for the first time in 15 years. The, the, The exodus out of San Francisco is mind-boggling and, and a lot of that is is i can assure you expensive well the tech companies have straight up like like twitter and stuff that they've been like no we're gonna go probably to like a permanent semi-work from home situation with a lot of yeah folks. so why bother being local when you can accomplish yeah. everything over zoom yeah uh, why, why why live in a two-bedroom apartment with four of your tech bros on fucking bunk beds because mm-hmm. you know yeah, we make, can, make you pay a fraction of a mcmansion in branson missouri yeah yeah you can have one of those sweet influencer mansions yeah all my qa bros winning on this mclaren but uh yeah i thought you say america isn't this pretty in the post-apocalypse it's freaking iceland that's exactly what it is it is it is iceland yeah chris you went to iceland after playing this like I Can did. you confirm this is yeah. is this big? Yeah, much like I, I, my favorite Iceland stats. Uh, well, one I'll give you my favorite three Iceland stats. Um, they use volcanically heated water for all their hot water, and their primary emission of their power is fool's gold because it spits the emissions into the ground. Nice. It's, how neat is that? The the best one is uh that is that uh. They have an app to check and see if the person you're dating is really? inbred, paid for by the right. government. <laughs> because yeah, they're, they, they're, there's so many cousins, right? That are just yeah. Right. There were that that island was settled by like 20 people, and not a lot of yeah. people moved there. Wasn't so. that like a major theme in the Eurovision Song Contest movie that they thought? Oh, is it? Yeah, that the 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 Will Ferrell's love interest. I forget who plays her exactly. Um, Rachel McAdams. Yeah, Rachel McAdams. That they may have had the same father, and they weren't completely yeah. sure. Oops. She showed me it. It's crazy. Yeah, a government social media app to see if you're on a date with someone you're related to. It's great. Hmm. And- <laughs> well, where are they all from? It's it's Vikings, right? Are they, are they mostly like yeah, mostly Swedes Vikings or they're Finns mostly or- uh, they're mostly Viking, but there's a lot of Celtic Irish in them because the, the mm-hmm. fact is they had so many Celtic slaves. And so, uh, so many of her, but they're, it's almost like 60, 40, I think I read. Uh, yeah, they have so much Irish in them. Uh, oh, wow. And then the best part, the best Iceland stat. Oh, no, other than that, it technically sits on, like, four continents, so it doesn't belong to anybody, is that, like, 90% of it is completely untraversed. It's very new. If you've seen the opening of Prometheus, it looks like an alien landscape, but it yeah. is just Iceland. Yeah. And I- Iceland is growing, so whenever Death Stranding is set, and, and you like, most of the area is lava rock, Yeah. but once grass starts to grow over that, that's exactly what it'll look like. Yes. And it'll be really yeah. neat. And it is, it is illegal to set foot on all, a majority of Iceland. Wow. I just keep thinking. Every city is a port city. Like the, the middle is nothing and you can't go there. See, I was going to say a lot of the countryside. I, I was actually going to go in a different direction because like on the Snifels and this peninsula and stuff, I was shocked because it's such a switch from America because they were like, uh, yeah, you could just go walking in that field. 
and stuff because they no. didn't have the same type of property laws as we do. Hmm. Yeah, it took us it took us two hundred years to get a fucking centimeter of grass grown on that stupid lava rock. <laughs> Don't walk do there. Not, do not go walking on the grass. We will shoot you. Yes, it's, imagine shoot living you. somewhere with its own prime directive. Don't walk <laughs> well, there. I mean, it's like the Big Island of Hawaii, right? Like still. An or or imagine living with a government that uh, uh, would take care of you to the point of making an inbred app, let alone save you from one hundred sixty thousand deaths. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, I said also says it has the best hot dog, and I have so anyway. I don't know about that. Death Stranding. <laughs> a delivery? Great. Always happy to get one, let me tell you. Yeah, I can tell. Fucking asshole. That sounded really sad. <laughs> I mean, if you're not if you don't have a clip of Keeley or Conan, what the fuck are we even doing? Oh, this yeah, show? I should have should have tried Damn to get it. That. Damn it. Conan is in the game. I only found out. So is Keeley. Like the other day, that Guillermo del, del Toro's character Deadman is mm. not voiced by him. No, yeah, that's yeah, the, it's a different guy. The guy who's voicing him is doing like an almost dead-on del Toro impression. Like if you listen to interviews with him, it's like he sounds a lot like this. Actually, yeah, do you know why? Is is it just he he didn't feel like he had a big enough grasp of the English language or something like it why might be they... it might be that you know he wasn't an experienced Dude, actor that is... it might have been that this was much cheaper like we only have to license no. his likeness that they did license his likeness though that yeah. is him no He's no that's what credit. I'm saying yeah. they only have to license his likeness they don't have to pay him yeah. to perform well, I don't well, think he was asking I think he wasn't confident enough but like every time that dude has a commentary or a DVD or is in a documentary he is one of the best He's better at English than me. Mm-hmm. It's well, what, like, I'm not saying he's better at English, but, but you know, English speaking English and acting in English. It, it could be acting is what I was going to say. Maybe, is like, maybe. yeah, it could just be like there are people who they're great directors but can't act just worth can't a lick, act. right? And no, so I'm saying I'm saying I, I will see any documentary he's in before I'll see a movie he makes. I love mm. that guy. Mm. Mm. Yeah, he's Fuck pretty. Me. I hope his I hope his house is okay. I think all his shits on display in oh, like yeah. uh, the Midwest somewhere after being yeah. caught up in those LA fires. Remember those? Mm. Yeah. Well, we're we're living there. the whole yeah. state's on fire right again. now again. Every every fucking oh summer. not metaphorically. Break out no, your it, N95s. Oh wait, there aren't any. We we kind of knew it would happen when we had a lightning storm in the middle of a heat wave mm-hmm. in, in a semi drought conditions. Like, yeah. Jesus, that was insane. And up here, Oof. up in the the hills, yeah, the wind got so ridiculously strong. It was like something out of Death Stranding because yeah. Death Stranding has yeah. a lot of the fucking weird weather. Death, Death okay, Stranding so we, uh, puts you in a radically transformed world that still feels oddly similar to 2020, but uh, there's a little bit more distance here. Now the world was different when I was a kid. America is a country. Anybody could go anywhere they damn well pleased. No need for couriers like yourself. We had highways, airplanes. Hell, you could even visit other countries. Now, as you can see, the Death Stranding poked us full of holes. Fucked us beyond all recognition. Yeah, yeah. It's so it's so prophetic. Just like I started, yeah. I played this late, like before, like right before the pandemic hit, and mm-hmm. just how much we have to depend on couriers of every stripe. Yeah. Yep. At this point, it's you know it's we're not dealing with death strandings and like no. half-assed angels with <laughs> hentai tentacles or anything like that. But like it's BTs. like we are asking all these people to brave things that we won't to bring shit to our house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're like they're like the last. 
respite of communication or a semblance of our former lives. Re- recent guest exactly Cody Laveau was about. doing that on the side like yeah. when all this broke out because he's like, yeah, there's there's work to be had here, and he he, he told you know he made good money doing that. And it's fucking yeah. they are they are frontline workers though because they're putting their ass on the line just getting out there like basically doing what Sam Porter Bridges does. Like, yeah, I'm going to get out there and get you guys the supplies you need and, and all that shit. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so can, can I ask you a question? Cause just because um, we've been waiting for Death Stranding for how long? Like uh, five years? Something maybe? like that. A while. Uh, oh, oh, you mean, yeah, the first like, announcement how long was at a was... Sony press conference. So it was 2016? Yeah. That was 2016. Yeah, when was okay, Kojima so, let go but... from Konami? Um, After Metal Gear Solid? Before Metal Gear Solid 5 was out. Yeah. Yeah, if you right. remember. And I don't remember what year that was either. Hmm. But the the point is they didn't tell us shit about the game. Like there was just those weird cryptic 7-minute trailers with no yeah. gameplay yeah. for a long time. And I and I don't read many previews anymore. I'd rather watch a trailer. Do you guys remember when they when people started getting an idea of what the bulk of Death Stranding's yeah, gameplay was, it was only two or three months before release. When pe- they they started showing gameplay clips of him pulling a sled of packages, and people were like, "Is this a mailman simulator?" and <laughs> and people were like freaking out, like, "Boy, how fucking boring is that going to be?" And then I hate to say, we all had to eat our fucking words because yeah. this game is dope. It's really fun, well, mailman I, simulator. I think the, the thing is, like, people were going like, "Oh fuck!" Like, okay, I think delivery quests are often the worst parts of open-world games. It is just like, oh, sure. go here, pick up this package, take it to this other place, you're done. Like, Let's make yeah. a whole but, game about that. Yeah, but but they, they made it so and much Call it fun. Skyrim. <laughs> no. Love Skyrim. Fuck you. Uh, but but just, just walking around, just trying to get every, anywhere as Sam Bridges is a puzzle because you've got this gigantic ziggurat of packages on your back that's constantly <laughs> threatening to topple over and break everything you're carrying and you're it, playing with your you're playing as your left and right side yeah <laughs> you have to balance and then even you get mech legs at one point mm-hmm. you still sort of need to balance it helps a lot but yeah. it's like you're and basically you, like you, you just get like a some, truck and it's so much easier <laughs> You're like a pizza delivery man who's carrying 200 pizzas on his back, and these boxes are stacked up to mm-hmm. ridiculous heights. Sometimes fucking... literal pizzas that you have to take yeah, across yeah. A, a fucking oh, yeah. rocky wasteland. Did you guys see, though, those tweets from, like, probably two months ago where they showed, like, an actual delivery man, I think in Japan, with stuff stacked that way? They're oh like, hey, this is yeah. this is happening. Oh, yeah, I totally knew that happened. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. And, and I thought all... it was based on real people doing it. And you're doing this all just for the lukewarm gratitude of a bunch of uh, post-apocalyptic preppers in bunkers. Sam Bridges, I presume? I've heard of you. The man trekking across the country trying to reconnect folks. I appreciate you bringing me this. I do. Yeah. No, there you go. On your bike. Get out of here. Man, uh, guys, if in case you didn't get the symbolism, we're just going to keep hammering it down and hammering mm-hmm. it down. Yeah. Well, th- this game is... <laughs> kind of based around, I, I feel like, Kojima's fascination with the idea that certain words mean different things in English, depending on how you put them. Like, uh, bridging, bridges, strands, strands connect us. And it's like, well, but yeah, stranding isn't the act of connecting things, really. It means, <laughs> but, but I, like. I yeah. thought you did all this in the game because you secretly wanted to fuck your mom, Lindsay Wagner. Isn't that what. Yeah. The- and you're, you're also your sister, Lindsay Wagner. Apparently, <laughs> that's true. I'm not. I'm not done yet. Come on. <laughs> or and then, or, or or the 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 woman whose body you can't see because it's like aged ridiculously yeah. from the oh, age yeah. reign. Uh, Le- Leia Sado. How do you say her name? I think Sado. I think. 
Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I'm bad so with but the, but I was going to bring up the age reign is so weird because in this game the currency Time is likes. You don't get you don't get paid for your deliveries. Right. You, you get paid in likes. But unlike the real post office, if they damage your package, you get paid less. You know, if you if you take your mm-hmm. packages through that fucking age reign, you're gonna you're not gonna get as many likes on there. And as we know, social currency is really the only currency yeah. that will exist and it's, in the future. It's okay if spoken the, like someone who's at three meow meow beans. And it's okay if the like the the casing is damaged, so long as the things yeah. inside aren't damaged. But the the thing is, it's like they'll still accept the delivery. Like even though like these wine bottles are all smashed to hell, this is just <laughs> broken glass and liquid. Yeah. Well, then you have that magic spray that, God, I just want that magic healing mm. spray that if uh, the containers yes. start to get degraded, just like, psh, Why doesn't it work on people? Yeah, yeah, there that's, you go. That's yeah. a question for the ages. But uh, the, the crazy part is that uh, you're not the only one who's delivering packages. In fact, there are people out there obsessed with delivering oh, packages. yes. Back in the day, AI did everything. Deliveries were handled by unmanned vehicles and drones. All we had to do was sit back and let them work. It was revolutionary. Damn near singularity. No reason for it not to take off. But it didn't. People didn't like it when we took the human element out of the service industry. So, after some consideration, we put it back in. Made jobs no one really needed and gave them the folks who couldn't live without them. And from there, it snowballed. Now we got cults of cargo chasing crazies who get off on hijacking shipments. Yeah, the mules. Yeah, because they they literally got they got endorphin rushes from all the likes they would get from delivering mm-hmm. packages. Like, no, they're like yeah. they they ambush you, they steal your packages, and then they put them in a post box. Ah! Which you can then raid and, and take back stuff and take back stuff that they've stolen from other players and deliver it for them and you both get likes. Yay, community. Yay. I mean all I do is, is use that fucking what's that little rope that's like a gariot or whatever. I just I just oh, yeah. like I just tie those dudes up all day long. You just wait till they attack you, hit the mm-hmm. B button. Fuck I'm remembering the I'm forgetting the controls. It's not the B but the circle circle button and mm-hmm. take it down, man. It's yeah, fucking dope. It's, it's all just timing and it's not that difficult to just tie them all up. And yeah. but th- that's the other thing that like you can never kill anyone because a, a dead body turns into a, an atomic bomb in this universe. Yes, I was gonna say if this was like the real world, we would have 170 thousand atomic bombs sitting mm-hmm. around, and we and, don't want that. And you can kill people, but then you have to take their bodies immediately to the nearest incinerator, and uh, that can be a yeah. bit of a trek. So maybe yeah. don't. Maybe don't do it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that has been our top five postal workers, our sort of salute to the postal service. Uh, so thank you, all those brave mail carriers who keep bringing me stuff every day just that I impulse buy off of Amazon. Uh, your sacrifice is appreciated. Yeah, I'm with you. I love our I love our postal workers, for real. Yeah, me too. I'm sorry my dog keeps barking at you. He just really hates the color blue, I guess. He, but he also he really loves cliches. Yeah. <laughs> Such a cliche. My God, I keep telling him. He doesn't listen to me. Uh, anyway, that has been our top five, so we're going to take a little break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about some Mortal Shell, some Flight Simulator, uh, some news, a bunch of other stuff, so stay tuned. I've got a cover.
let's get scratching. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash laser time. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time Network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. So Disney has said they they want to retheme uh, Splash Mountain to be Princess and the Frog uh, instead of the Song of the South theme, and and, and I'm totally get it and I'm, I'm all for it and the people that are like oh my god you can't you're, you're changing this thing it was and by the way all of those animals used to be on America's scene right. before they were on that none of the ride, almost also, half. everything at Disneyland is like old as shit it should be <laughs> new and interesting <laughs> it's time for a change come on something yeah. else yeah, I think well, I, I mean nothing else will always have that earnest special I would be much more sad about Splash Mountain's retheming if it wasn't an excellent choice I don't know if 10 11 year old movie counts as something new Michael but like it's like it's already set in New Orleans. It totally makes sense. I remember going on that ride for like the first time in like the early 2000s that was my first time and I was like wow I didn't know there were all these animals and Song of the South this movie must be crazy I'm like no they <laughs> they cannibalized an old ride and like threw all that shit in there to weirdly makes Song of the South look like it was much more raucous and big than it was. There are, yeah, it, they're, that's they're like, what's weird. That, I mean, it was never a big movie. It's like, uh, God, what's a what's a Disney movie? Brother Bear. It'd be like putting on an attraction <laughs> theme around Brother Bear. Get Bonus Time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. And welcome back to our final segment where we cannot wait to start talking about the games in... Microsoft Flight Simulator! It's finally out. Uh, is it a game? Well, that's questionable, but it is a, definitely a simulator. It is... It's a thing. <laughs> I, I, gotta, I, gotta t- I gotta tell you, my dad called me today... And I didn't answer. I've been I haven't been answering his text for a while. I've been busy. About look, I know I'm 72, but I um, I've heard my brain. You know, my brain's not going to get any greater. And I've heard that playing video games can start stimulating things in your brain. And I had to have this conversation with my dad, who's never played a game in his whole life, about what to start playing. And. Mm. Immediately, you guys start texting about Microsoft Flight Simulator. I'm like, I, 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 yeah, I thought hmm. I was going to say, okay, like, that's that's the thing. Okay. Like, this game awakens the gamer inside every American. Yeah, he, dad. But he was like, even reading an article, like, and just this is I don't know the article, so I can't put this in news. Just that, like, he's like, yeah, everything I do is passive entertainment. I sit back, put my hands on the armchair, and I just watch things happen, and like. I'm not interacting with anything or deciding anything, and my brain's not working the entire time I'm entertaining myself. And he was legitimately concerned. I had to try and tell him, I, I forgot the Xbox One S and X were discontinued. It was just a wild 45-minute conversation. <laughs> um, that actually gives me hope for when we get older. I'm like, hey, our entertainment is more active. And so I'm like, yeah, hey, may- maybe that'll help us avoid Alzheimer's mm-hmm. more. I don't know. Yeah, and know. just like basic decision-making. Like, I don't know. I don't want to do anything. Or I'll just vote for Joe Biden and go to bed. Yeah. 
So, but yeah, like maybe help, like, it'll we, help us enjoy Alzheimer's more. Like, oh, who needs maybe. a new game system? I was playing the classics. Maybe, last and night. Then, but then you guys, you guys texted about Microsoft. When was the last Microsoft Flight Simulator? Uh, it was Flight Simulator X. I think it was at least ten years ago. Ten years. So yeah, they, they released an awesome trailer that showed this game through the ages, and this game has been breaking down barriers of what it means to be a gamer forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, especially because it's bundled with a lot of Microsoft uh, software. And X was the one that started this weird. So the game, it's not. I'm going to stop calling it a game. The, the new release, it's got a, a strange business model that it, that really kicked off with X, which is like you have to buy this thing very piecemeal unless you're on Game Pass, and then you get most of it just as part of your Game Pass subscription. But then if you want, like. It's weird because, like, all the airports that were listed as premium airports, I was still able to fly to. So I don't really know what the premium airport stuff gets you. Hmm. It's, it's better, really better detail or something. Can you yeah. not depart from them? Flight Simulator X came out in 2006. So it has been 14 oh, wow. years since Shit. the last real. Dude, that's the year I got in the games industry. Wow. So, like, we've never talked about this the whole time. But, like, it's the only video game reference I can think of in Mystery Science Theater 3000, cause, other than Doom, because those guys are playing Well, it. I mean, who here is old enough to remember playing the original on Apple II? No. I didn't play the original. I, I played one of the I older did. ones, but the original's from 82, right? I, I yeah. played it in the original. I mean, yeah. I probably played it when I was, like, two years and old. And I did but... not understand it at all. It was too no. realistic even then, and I was like, mm-hmm. I can't shoot anything. What am I supposed to do in this? This is boring. I don't understand. Yeah. But but now, with you know, thirty six years later, you know, mm-hmm. as as a man of dad age myself, I can play this and still be like, what is this? I don't understand. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> yeah, but I will to give them credit. Mm-hmm. They when you turn on all the assists in the game, like mm-hmm. it kind of does it for you. I, and then I need becomes... to turn on more assists because I feel like I'm playing on an Xbox controller. And the controls are very finicky. Like, I feel like a flight stick would be much better suited to this because I, I keep oh, yeah. pitching oh, yeah. around. And like, totally. if I if I try to like I try to to fly a biplane several times, and each time I invariably just lost control during takeoff and spiraled back down into the runway after losing control. It doesn't let you do certain things. So, like, I earlier today was like, oh, I want to fly from this little airport to this other place. And, but I wanted to fly in a slow plane because I wanted to see more of the landscape. We'll get to that in a minute. But I literally could not take off from this airport because I couldn't get to speed to take off speed on that runway. So the game doesn't, even with all the assists, there's certain stuff it doesn't tell you that it's just like, it because it's so realistic, it's like, no, you're not going to hit 65 knots on this runway in that plane. You need a jet to take off. Because I was like trying to take off from a, from a military, like a... Um, from a, uh, an Air Force base in Southern California. And so it's like, but with the assist, I will say, if you put it on third-person view, you can kind of make the game feel like Crimson Skies if you have all the assists turned on. But what mm. you realize is like when you go through the tutorial is like, when you fly, all of this stuff you've been doing in Ace Combat, you're not supposed to bank that steeply in planes, mm-hmm. man. It's supposed to be like barely a turn and all this mm-hmm. shit. It's, yeah. it's it's wild because alarms will start going off the second your oh, wings yeah. get past like a few degrees. It's like, no, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. This thing's going to fall uh, apart. That's the, the only airport I wanted to fly out of, uh, my favorite airport in the country, uh, what's the airport in D.C.? Oh, Dulles? Now, the, Dulles is the one outside, isn't it? Like Ronald Reagan minutes. is Ronald Reagan in. DC? There's there's one like in the city. Every time you see a city's airport, like San Francisco's airport is in 
South San Francisco. I know it's like a ninety minute cab drive from Seattle yeah. to Seattle's airport. Yeah, and and but like the DC one is like in the fucking in the city. city. So I remember we were at we were on a boat around the Lincoln and Jefferson Memorial and watching planes. Like, dude, they got to escalate and take off like at a forty five degree angle. It looks mm. insane. Well, I, yeah. I did the thing. I took off from. Have you guys ever flown out of John Wayne Airport in Orange County? Yes, I have. I don't think I have. Heard That's the, the during mid ascent because of where the buildings are. They have to cut the throttle mid ascent, and it scares everyone who's yes. never done that before. Because it's yeah. just like, wait, 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 we're supposed to be speeding up. What's going on? What's going yeah. on? That's that's the that's the good Disneyland airport, right? Uh, it's pretty close. It's pretty close. Yeah, that's uh, in Irvine, California. Yeah, but isn't isn't it? Not only do they cut the throttle, but they have to go up super steep. Yeah. So it's, it's like a, a super it just on almost yeah. vertical climb, and oh, then they God. cut the engines. Which this game teaches you: just by ascending, it drops your your speed in a plane. You have just, to leave the city up. like a space shuttle with erectile dysfunction. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> don't want to hit any buildings. And it's it's because the uh, the rich people near the airport don't want those nasty airplanes flying over and making right. noise. But I, I did take off from the Tallahassee International Airport, yeah. Chris, because earlier International. today. I wanted to uh, I wanted to see some Florida. I specifically wanted to fly to Disney World, and this brings up. So okay, the game is a technical marvel. Like it. This I need to I need to understand this. Like this feature alone is like. Well, now I'm interested for the first time in twenty five. They years. they basically warn you up front. So first of all, we should say, uh, if you're at all interested in playing the game, go ahead and load it up. Because once you start it, it will require a 100 gigabyte download, which it does not start until you try to begin the game. It's one yes. of those like, oh, we're going to load in the game. Uh-huh. And and not only that, it, it plays music that you can't turn off. And Correct. if you try to alt-tab to anything else, the first time I did that, it immediately just like fucked up my resolution. It's like, oh, now my monitor is purple and the image is only displaying on the left side yes. of it. Uh, but the the second time I tried it after restarting, it worked fine. Like it just so, so the game itself, hundred hundred gigs. But then there's a straight up warning in the game. It's like if you if you enable this feature, which is we get live satellite data of the terrain and all this shit. You it's like you better check your data caps, or you can set in the game a data cap for yourself because it's like we are going to eat up gigs of your data cap because wow. it's it's so detailed. But it's funny, like, it is a technical marvel because, like, literally I flew over my hometown. I saw my mm-hmm. my hometown house, quote-unquote. It, it approximates houses <laughs> no, no, no. using Matt some AI. Matt sent me a message last night that said I crashed into my dad's house. On I did. <laughs> I totally crashed into, I crashed into my current house, my dad's house. I, I did a, a flyover of Disneyland, which you are not allowed to do. You could not fly over Disney airspace. I, not and since then today, 9-11. I flew over Disney World. But it does this weird thing with terrain where, like, in order to make the illusion work from really far up, it's perfect. You know, if you're, if you're cruising at normal airplane cruising altitudes of thousands of feet, it looks great. Mm-hmm. But, of course, the first thing we do is dive down to, like, 100 and 200 feet, so everything looks super fucked up. Yeah. And, it's like, and, you, know. and you can you can pause by hitting the actual pause key on your key. keyboard. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then detach the camera and fly it around as a drone. So, you know, the, the saying, like, I can see my house from here. Like, you can actually see your house. Like, my entire time with this has been spent just trying to find and, and look at my neighborhood up close. Yeah. can go anywhere in the world, and I just want to see home. That, that was the feature. I wasn't following this, but, like, right before it came out, like, the feature is you can anywhere on the globe. Yes. You can yes. fly. Yes. 
and see. And it will, and satellite it will basically imagery will make- extrude a 3D model. Like it has an algorithm that tries to interpret, okay, what is this scenery that I'm seeing? How would it look in three dimensions? Yes. And it kind of just tries to fill in the details. And some things like are weirdly impressive. Like I, I don't quite know how it does it. But, like, certain buildings will have signage that is only visible from the street. Like, that is exactly the sign of this auto body shop. Or, I can see the Target logo on the side of this building. But then, like, you know, finding my own house on the map, it's like, all right, well, this is the wrong color. There's a chimney attached to a porch on the back. Yeah, it does some fucked up The chimney has no fireplace. Like, who modeled this? But that's the... Here's the thing, like, uh, uh... I forget when we learned this on, on Google Earth, but, like, you, your house, and your car are unrecognizable from a bird's-eye view. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. so what it does is it takes, like, a 2D image and uses that as a texture on 3D objects, but it ends up causing some really weird issues. So, for example, most freeway overpasses, it models as solid objects that cars will just... It use them as hills. They'll go up these really mm-hmm. steep hills and then back down. <laughs> or, like... um so I when I went to Epcot and like it it will model out Spaceship Earth yeah, I, like the big I round. Feel like thing. The, I feel like that was in the system because like it's a ball. I don't know how you could see that from space. But, but when you when ball. you go up close and you look at the textures on it, it's like clear. It's like if you look at Google Maps images of shit. It's like clearly like stretched JPEGs okay. that they're like wrapping around this ball. But it, but it, it can even it like I flew. I sent Chris a video. I flew by the Hollywood Tower of Terror and I'm like. Oh, what is that hotel? Oh shit! There's the sign, Hollywood Tower of Terror. Like it, it can nail certain things, but other things, like Michael said, and I, th- I think I've heard it even does some things for privacy. Like it doesn't want to model out actual neighborhoods. Like it kind of puts a right. thing for yeah, houses on it. I just told you about my my friend, friendly mailman guy, who like, uh, yeah, we would don't allow cars in here. Uh, you can only walk in our place. So like, but I want to fly out of Area 51 and then <laughs> and then arrival at Sonia Deville's house. <laughs> and, 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 and no, like, no, 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 not that after this week. Don't do that. No, no but but it, it will do. Um, so so a lot of the the stuff going around the internet is it like it took like Buckingham Palace and it made it like basically just like a suburban <laughs> house. Like it, it's mm. the algorithm has some strange oddities, but like. I flew by my dad's neighborhood and then like my high school looked pretty accurate i'm like that's my high school like there's the theater building there's the gym like it it, it gets the broad strokes it nails the broad strokes you know yeah, and it's right. pretty if, fucking if you've cool. flown in if you've flown into whatever your hometown is enough it is recognizable from the air i remember like yeah. even being in a plane with headphones on like oh we're getting close hmm. yeah, I, yeah, yeah i know what this looks like i've done this too many times i haven't played it but one of the things i've been struck by is uh that like a friend, friend posted a shot. Like in Paris, Sacré Cœur on Montmartre is uh, is modeled. It actually has a model for it. But yeah, Notre some, some Dame of the things have models. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. like I showed Chris, they modeled out at Hollywood Studios in Florida. They have the water tower with Mickey ears on it. Like that's modeled out. Like it's very clearly like those are Mickey ears. Like so, they, they are intentionally like going in for big details and mm-hmm. like this yeah. needs to look like it does in the real yeah. world. Yeah. And meanwhile, like there, there are news stories about like people congregating at uh, Jeffrey Epstein's yes! sex island. I was wondering yes. if I should bring that to up. To try and solve the mystery, but I'm, I'm just wondering like, what do you think you're going to find there? It's yeah. just modeled based on satellite data. Do you think that because Bill Gates was tied to Microsoft that, uh, oh, well, he's, he's part of the sex ring cabal, according to this conspiracy theory. So, uh, yeah, let's, Let's assume that because reality is the Da Vinci Code, he put clues in there as to his many crimes. As I've seen a recent internet meme say, Michael, 
Uh, don't worry, the dumbest people from your high school are on the case of yes. these uh, of these sex <laughs> traffickers. And, and, and beyond that, like if you didn't see that Jeffrey Epstein documentary, like the the dude was like a compulsive sex crim, mm-hmm. like just. He's not leaving clues for anybody. It was the most he could do to burn his hard drives when he knew FBI were showing up, when they called him first. Uh, But we've all, who hasn't wanted to be part part of Air Force QAnon and and riding on that plane? Oh, man. But yeah, but so yeah, this, again, so weird. It's not a game, but you know, if if you play games, you will immediately understand how to do the flight stuff. Dude, the the whole time I've been podcasting with Michael, we've been talking about cities that claim to recreate themselves accurately. Oh, yeah. And normally that's a painstaking process. And I'm not saying this software isn't painstaking, but, you know, it's it's feeding in on real live data rather than modeling the whole world. Yeah. That could be really interesting, especially, like, for a game you do like. Yeah. Uh, you could do GTA in real New York City, or you could... It could be mm-hmm. interesting. I don't, I don't know how they get... I understand how they get top-down modeling. I don't understand how they see height and texture... Uh, from that, I, I think it's like a shadow thing. Is is how the algorithm must do it? Is it's kind of like okay, given the time of day when this picture was taken, here's where the sun would be. Okay, here's where the shadows cast. Okay, that must be this tall, and it gets it wrong a lot. It'll result in these weird. You'll see these like random columns, like stone columns in the middle of every city, or like the neighborhood where I grew up. There's just random rivers where, trust me, there are no rivers. Like, that's a street. Mm. And they clearly mo- they'll model out, like, a canal or a river. And so it doesn't... Oh, it doesn't right. Really... We can't figure out what this is. Like, fuck it. Put a river there. <laughs> found, found, like, <laughs> yeah, a hardware much. store. And it's like, oh, apparently the upper story caved in and burned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's yeah. right. It'll be it'll be subject to that Google thing where, like, it's just a moment. Mm-hmm. Yes. So. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but it, the one thing I will say as a game, I mean, as a flight simulator, it's great. If you, if you, if you just go in there, free fly, and you're like, I want to yeah. depart from this airport, go to this airport. It's, it's fantastic. It's, like, uh, playing the, the um, Xbox Game Pass version, like, you get everything unlocked from the start. You want to fly a 747, yeah. go for it. You want to fly a little Cessna or a biplane, go for it. Yeah. The one thing it's lacking, though, there is they do try to throw in some like activities because this is going to be a live service thing. Mm-hmm. But there's just not many of those like I'm used to. I think what they could have done and maybe they will in the future is like go into like a fucking Forza game and there's like a hundred different activities to try. Right. And it could just mm-hmm. in, in this game, obviously, it's not going to be as extreme, but it should just be like, all right, we today you're going to earn XP. You're going to do this flight route. You know, you're going to fly from this place to this place and, and you'll land and, and you take under this time or whatever. It, there needs to be a few more. Like it's, it's kind of bare bones with the shell around the experience, but mm. the, the fans of flight Sims, I don't think they're expecting or used to that. So they'll be fine with this. Like I guarantee you for that audience, this game has is full right. of bells yeah. and whistles, but for us, at least for me, it feels a little stripped down for a game. Fuck that experience. shit! I want the DB Cooper DLC tomorrow. I want to fucking get some Chivos, bro. I want to. I want to get a Chivo for buzzing Disneyland and shit like that. Like, you know, Maverick. <laughs> uh, that I mean, that all this. I mean, I, I when I was working at PC Gamer and like, um, someone's like, "Have you seen how much the train simulator makes? Like with the like, it has new DLC every other day." Yeah. Like, and if you buy all the DLC, it costs something like three thousand dollars. Yeah, it's wow. insane. It's insane, and that that potential is here. But I, I just don't want anyone to overshadow. We knew it was sort of possible to yeah. put in satellite tech, uh, satellite data into our video games, but yeah. someone actually did it, and it's 
still really fun to watch. Well, that's the thing. one yeah. thing I do need to call out with the microtransactions. As gamers, we're sort of used to certain price points, but this is intended for hobbyists like those those truck simulator dudes or train right. simulators. So, like a plane in this game is thirty dollars just wow. by itself. Oh, like I was I was going through the in game shop. I think you can you can save a shit ton of money if you buy the like oh just buy the expansion pass for planes or buy the air, airport expansion like it will save you like ninety percent but if you just go to buy an airport it's like eight dollars and I'm like why would you Jesus ever do Christ. this until I realize like well kind of the ho- the old dude hobbyists that are doing this thing they're probably only flying out of a couple airports like they're like I'm gonna do my route where I fly from Seattle. To, some, to to Portland, Oregon. And that's what I'm going to do tonight, you know. And that they'll, yeah. and I'm going to I'm going to do it in the in the John Cessna that you can't see. Mm. Uh, like I, I want, I know what you're talking about. Like it's it's not about winning. It's about doing the thing you've always wanted to do. It's about being realistic. These are the guys that we we make fun of. Like, oh God, I would never pay five hundred dollars for a fucking Hoda setup, right? Like the flight yeah, stick. My, my, my uncle, uh, if you didn't hear that podcast, he's a pilot and he loves flying. But like he uh, he's going to start his own flight school when he retires from his parcel service job. But like, it's not something he can just do whenever he wants. Yeah, he loves this shit. Yeah, he loves it. Yeah, so so those guys, I guarantee you, like, oh my god, they're gonna love this thing because yeah, if you if you're the kind of guy who has spent multiple hundreds of dollars on your control rig and stuff like, it's the most. Oh, uh, one other caveat I gotta say, and then we have to move on. Yeah, we really. Uh, in terms of system requirements and stuff like, this is a beast. Like, I have mm-hmm. a, a pretty good system, and my fan was fucking doing overtime trying to run things on ultra. It's just like this is one of those PC games where you're like. Maybe I don't need the highest resolution setting possible. Just like bring it down a notch and bring, I mean, bring the stuff it, down. This is a game that's supposed to be around for like, let's say, ballpark ten years. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. God, good lord. And I do want to. I would. I want to shout out to uh, two people I know who both got inheritances and took flight school lessons and were then barred from taking flight school lessons anymore. <laughs> this is their game. Wow, there you go. That's yeah. Wow. All right. So, Mortal Shell also came out. Tell me about budget uh, Dark Souls, Chris and Leif. Well, Leif's played more than me. Leif I, I had yeah. Leif. I'll just say off the top, I had a I had a really rough time. Okay, going see in. that was me. Okay, see that was a thing. I one of the reasons I'm late. I did get the code late. Uh, there, there was a thing, so that was one of the reasons why IGN's uh, review was two days late. But uh, it was kicking my ass, so oh, I was staying yeah. up. And re- did you end up going towards the ice boss first? Yes, that's oh my exactly God. what. Oh holy my shit, God, that's exactly what happened boss. to me. Like, I want to hug you right now. Yes, every Dark Souls game like puts things in your way that are a little more difficult for you to deal with. Like, eh, maybe I'll try a different. It's a giant open world maze, just like Dark Souls. Uh, they put, but Dark Souls puts a stuff in your way. Like, I'm probably not ready for yes. this. Let me go down the path with less obstacles and try that out first. This didn't do that, and yeah, I ended up having to like throw away thousands of dollars in the currency in the game uh-huh. uh, just because like upgrade your shell, right? I, I, I was I was I, I was two hours in, and I don't like I love Dark Souls games, and I don't like spoiling spoiling them, but it's like, dude, this guy can get two hits on me, and I can I need to put a hundred and ninety hits on him, and wow. I can get one hit every thirty seconds. What's going on? What's the strategy here? I can't figure it out. Yeah. And I look it up. I'm like, all right, I'm here. You should probably have some upgrades and some abilities by then. Like, 
I have none of those things. I have nothing. Like, why am I here? I, I spent so long because getting there was like just res- splendid, wonderful. I love a hard Dark Souls game, and it was hard. But like, I was in an area I had no business in in the right. beginning of the game, and I had to go look at a tutorial that told me like, no, you should go here first because you won't have a shell, you won't have abilities, you won't have upgrades, mm. and I ended they up like the fourth boss. Yeah, I got locked That's into the, the first thing. boss. That's what first. you're not getting at, is they lock you into how, this area, how, so you how can't do they go lock back you in. in. Okay, so after you beat this first mini boss, you jump down on a ledge. You don't think much about that. The mm. thing is, you can't go back up that ledge. Yeah. And the edge is all the easier farming uh, mobs. You have the, uh, what do you call it? You have the anvil so you can upgrade your weapon. You have the areas where you can go get other weapons and other shells. And I went in there and was like, Dum-da-da. so I, like him, was at the most newbie you can be. And so I had to grind out all my shells and everything. Else. I don't feel, I was in my review in progress. I was a little bit harder on it with that. But I, the thing is, after you get past that, I don't know if you are. No, I, I but I, I had to look up a guide, which I never really have to do. Because yes. like, what the fuck is going on? This is not correct. And again, Dark Souls sort of organically tells you what areas you can't go to without yeah. restricting. You're free to go down a terrible area where you're going to get murdered. Yeah, yeah, you'll know you'll know right away if you're in an area that's you're, you're under leveled for in a Dark Souls game. They're they're really yeah. Good when about I, when I looked up all the and... tutorials, like uh, yeah, you should you should. This should be like the fifth big thing you do, and for me it was the first, and I spent hours on it. And like, fuck. So, and, and if you remember how bosses work, you jump down, you die, you want to go collect your souls, but you can't leave. Yeah, you can't leave. Okay, so, so it has a Dark Souls thing where when you die, you, you try to go get the shit that you lost. Yes. yes. Okay. Now, if you die again, do you lose it forever like you do in a Souls game, or...? Yes. Death is very interesting in that game, but yeah, yes. it's, uh, it's a little bit different. Yeah, you get... First of all, Okay, you get so yeah, you, you do lose all that stuff if you don't pick it up again. But if you die, and I think Sekiro was kind of like this, but you uh, or was it uh, Jedi Fallen Order? I don't know. But uh, you get knocked out of your shell because you're you're basically this wraith dude jumping into everybody else's shell. That's okay. my favorite part. You are you are kill face from that Adult Swim show, uh, Frisky Dingo. Mm-hmm. You you have no junk. You are nothing with no health and abilities, and you inhabit shells of other warriors. Yeah, basically just armored corpses that you find. Nice. Yeah, see, the way I like it is that it, it like captured that idea of Dark Souls where you can customize your character. You know, you like a more dodgy character, you like a more strength one. But this does the work for you. It's like, here, here's a pre-made character for you. And they have perks and stuff like oh, that. Oh, so you, you straight up buy like a shell. Like, I want to buy a deck shell. No, you, you don't you find them. You find them. <laughs> oh, yeah, you okay. find them. And uh, so that's the thing. And that, that was, see, this is what think screwed us over both. I, you know, I told people in the, the text review, make sure I'm strongly recommending that you find all the weapons and all the shells before you go too deep into the dungeons. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't, you're, yeah, I, I, I was so, they put me in touch with IGN's, uh, uh, wiki editor who, who wrote the wiki for it before it. Cause I was going in with no, uh, I, I thought it was astonishing, and it made me wonder how this whole process works, just because yeah. I couldn't pre-order this game at all. Yeah, me either. Yeah. Michael, you were saying you had trouble before it was out. You had trouble even being able to just like, yeah, to, okay, to buy so it in the it, digital It wasn't even right? coming up on Search in on yep. PS4. Wow. Uh, it was coming up on Xbox One, but there wasn't a way to pre-order it. You could just redeem a code, and then 
Epic was the only one that you could actually pre-order. This shit was nowhere. Mm. Uh, when it, and I wanted it preloaded so I could play I, it. I instantly. wanted to clarify though the reason I called it Budget Dark Souls it wasn't anything to do with quality. It's literally it's a it's a forty dollar title, right? It's, no, it, it's, it it's wears it on its sleeve. Yeah, it's a thirty dollar game. Oh, well, okay. And like, there's even like a couple of jokes at Dark Souls. Like the geishas who are your bonfires tell you, "I'm not a fucking bonfire." Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and, and, and yes, you know, say that. Yeah, that's a great line. But, yeah. but like, yeah, as as you pointed out in your review, Leif, like even the interface, like the the little bits of lore that come up in those weird lined windows, like this is exactly Dark Souls. Like, yes. it's it's a almost I I wouldn't call it a ripoff, but it's very very close. And I think you also said, uh, yeah, we all Bite know like Souls like is a tired term. It's like, well, I, I don't think that's quite true. I think the exhaustion is that it there's a tendency like every time a hard game comes out to say like it's like dark souls uh-huh. it's like well, sure no no but yeah and there's, there's not a, this you you may think this subgenre is huge but it's not hmm. in my first paragraph yeah. i said that it was bite-sized souls and uh, hmm. i think that's what because yeah the whole thing you can technically get over i took more than that but i i think you get over in 12 hours if you don't do the ice guy yeah that's what the he's like yeah you you sh- you should have done the other bosses first before that one i was like well yeah but i got that's what, that there. was baffling on day one like how did you all know this yeah because, because again dark souls has an organic path that like steers you away from doing that whereas this like normal enemy normal enemy oh i'm at a fucking soul crushing boss i can never beat ever uh, organically, but other than that, like when I finally like looked into the clear path, this is wonderful. It's all the things I like. Yeah. I admire about Dark Souls, but secretly hate about it. Like mm. I'm not going to tell you what any item does ever. And then right. this game is like, here's a familiarity meter. Use this to figure out what it does, and some of them might kill you instantly. Yes. How's how's the um, the leveling? Is it like Dark Souls where you're no, kind of putting, putting that's points? that's the only frustrating part for me. And see, that's what I mean by is there's no like building your class and stuff like that. You can do now. You can add perks to them, and uh, and th- some of those perks are good. Like I was using the roguish guy, so one of the perks, uh, you know, your hits have a twenty percent to take stamina instead of health. Uh, sprinting no longer costs stamina, which is very these are both very Whoa, nice. Perks. What I have not wow. got the shell yet. That's yeah, 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 that's huge in a Souls game. Yes, and so that that was the. If you watch my video, I'm mainly using the rogue guy. That's why he had those extremely powerful perks. Wow! Yeah, I, I just up upgraded the perk to whenever I harden, I will replete, replenish my stamina incredibly quickly. Whenever you want. I know, but like, like <laughs> the, the, my favorite thing about this game is that like what no one I feel talks about with Dark Souls is the wonderful, the jank, yeah. the jankiness of Dark Souls. Yeah, dude. Enemies, enemies in this game like load in in front of your face. Like yeah. we were supposed to be here, but we're a little late. Sorry. <laughs> and 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 so like, um, Dark Souls had a shield, and I compliment Bloodborne endlessly for getting rid of the shield and using its repulsory blah blah blah. Gun, yeah, the gun as the gun. Parry. and yes. with limited uses, it's it, you have to think about it very sparingly. And this is the best way to get around jank. It's just hardened. Mm-hmm. You your body turns to stone. You can be in mid sword strike and striking somebody. In the oh, really? Air. As a cancel? In the, in like the air. Cancel. Yeah, it's like it's an instant cancel, and you don't cancel anything. <laughs> and it has about a five second cooldown. So yeah. Mm-hmm. No, and and it might, might the guy I'm playing as has less cooldown on his uh, hardening. Oh, cool. 
and, and so then while he hardens, his stamina grows. So instead of using a shield, your whole body hardens no matter what position you're in. You don't have to physically ra- your model the raising of a shield. Your body's just stone. And right. other than like big giant enemies, this works everywhere and it is endlessly entertaining yes it is so as a souls fan and given the price 30 30 dollars you guys said like is this is this something i should check out i gave it a great score yeah. I, I i have to admit i thought about it a lot but i finally gave it an eight and yeah I, I, like like life i had a real real rough time going the wrong way and then when i looked up the tutorial the right way to go which pains me to no end uh it's been absolutely resplendent i love it it's fantastic and it's all the shit i don't really care about in dark souls i didn't get to finish that like um dark souls comes with a ton of i have never a finished a dark souls game oh man b uh i just like ah that's enough i had fun um but but uh b like used one eighth of the items i get whereas this has a clear meter like use the item try it and again, some of them kill you instantly. Well, see, that's the thing about the, like the killing you instantly. Instantly. Uh, so one of the cool ways that where the familiarity system works is so let's take you eat that poisonous mushroom. Whoa, your health starts going down. You keep munching on that mushroom though, and it, that's the end of the familiarity system for its meter. You become immune to poison. Oh, yeah, it, okay. It, it, it encourages yeah. you to try everything, and the more you try it, the the better that item will do for whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool! So, sounds like people are gonna the min maxers are gonna have a field day. Like, yeah, you gotta get this this immunity to these mushrooms, and then it'll become super awesome. Uh, sounds pretty cool, man. It sounds like it sounds like they're adding just enough new stuff to the Souls formula. Where, uh-huh. as a Souls fan, I should give it a I, shot. Yeah, I don't yes. know how, mu- how much they're they're adding, but like the the amount of things they subtracted make it a much more streamlined experience. Mm-hmm. As long as you go the right way, and the hardening does make it fun. All right. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but but like Dark Souls to me never encouraged me uh, organically to try out everything. Whereas this game's like try it, see what happens. That's cool. See what happens. Yeah. Fuck around. The way they tell you is they give you a loot, and uh, you know, and you keep getting better at playing the loot every time you sit down and play it. The loot does nothing, but it's a way of explaining the familiarity system. Huh. And I yeah, yeah. Cool. You can you can rock out on the guitar anytime you want. I fucking love oh, this game. Oh, loot, like L-U-T-E. I was like, yeah, loot. L-U-T-E. L-U-T-E. Oh, okay. I yeah. thought you meant loot like RPG loot. Think like a really, a really pretentious sting. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of shit, you might as well try yeah. uh, Battletoads. Speaking of things that are also like Dark Souls. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Battle in, terms, in terms of difficulty. Uh, so Battletoads came to Game Pass, so we might as well try it. Uh, as you're listening to this, it came out yesterday so uh-huh. we we haven't played it yet any anyone here but uh but the metacritic the average right now is sitting at 69 so nobody nice. else reviewers nice. just nice. leave that perfect score sitting there nice nice i, 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 I was, gonna, really I was gonna guess it was gonna be that perfect xbox first party six to seven yeah, yeah well <laughs> so you know it's funny is is we've been talking lately and, and chris was recently on padukin uh our kind of sister show all about arcade games and you did an episode all about final fight and you were sort of lamenting the fact that beat-em-ups are, are kind of an extinct genre for the most part, but then I feel like we're getting a lot of beat-em-ups lately, Battletoads yeah. being one of them. Which All uh, on Game Pass, by the way. Streets of Rage 4 and uh, Battletoads debuting on Game Pass. Streets 4, by the way, we, we talked about it when it first came out. I went back to that game to play it some more. There's there's more depth than I knew. Awesome. It, it, takes, it takes a little while to understand what they're trying to accomplish in Streets 4. That game's really good. I, I should bring awesome. it up. Yeah, and, uh, and and Battletoads four, like everything I've seen, like I I don't 
I don't have any fucking. I, I'm not bringing anything into this. I don't care about this franchise. Right. Yeah. But like, yeah. this still looks fun, despite, like, oh, I'm not a big fan of this art style. Like, that looks really good. Not a big fan of the style of humor. That was legitimately funny. I've watched right. this trailer like three times. It's such a stupid 90s thing, like, oh, uh, rash pimple zits. That's their names. That's so nice. Mm. They're so edgy. And But at the same time, I'm just like, Castle Crashers was really good, and it was mm. sort of this cartoony beat em up. Like, if, if we can just get a Castle Crashers out of this shit, I'll be happy with it. Like, I don't, you know. That's all I want. I'm, I'm not expecting much because I don't. I, for some reason, the Battletoads, the original, I was just kind of like, yeah, it's fine. It's a fun game. It's fine. But like, I, I don't carry this reverence to it that some people do. So I guess my expectations are just like, yeah, whatever. I, I don't really care what this delivers as long as it's a fun beat 'em up. I think I'll be happy with it. Your reverence yeah. is only worthy of Battletoads and Battle Maniacs. That is the best. Possibly only great Battletoads game. Is that the arcade? The arcade one? game's pretty great. No, the Super Nintendo one. No, oh, okay, okay. The, the yeah, yeah. The Super Nintendo good. one is is fucking amazing. Mm. It's really good. Michael, we we left a little time to talk about two very yeah. kind of smaller so, games. A short hike is out on Switch this week, and uh, I just wanted to shout out to it because this was free on Epic Game Store for PC a little while ago, and I recently played through it. And uh, it's it's a charming little game. Imagine art style wise, if Night in the Woods was a 3D open world game on PSX on on the original PlayStation. It is about a, a teenage bird girl who uh, goes to visit her aunt, who's a forest ranger, and so it's she's on a camping trip, and it's just this very chill open world game where you're going around and meeting people and you can do like little favors for them like oh i need x amount of seashells and you can do that or or not the seashell. Uh, but it's really all about she is trying to grab uh as many feathers as she can because the more feathers that she has the stronger she becomes and she is trying to climb to the summit of this mountain at the center of this big sprawling national park or whatever that she's in she can't just fly to it she can just like glide down that's the kind of funny thing because even though Hmm. she's a bird so (laughs) so yeah it's it's just a a fun chill relatively short game um and i strongly recommend it i think i was in tears by the end of it (laughs) yeah and and, and it it just came to switch so it it was on pc just came to switch uh a game that I, I wanted to bring up, and oddly enough, so Leif, you uh, a couple of years ago did in our best games of the year, you, we talked all about Return of the Oberdeen. Mm-hmm. There's a game that um, I think it just came to Itch.io or Itch. The Oberdeen! Yes, Sorry. it's. Uh... <laughs> Goddamn, Michael. Um, it's a game called Family. And um, I played through it. It's a very short game. You can play through this in under an hour. But oh, it's wow. basically like Return of the Oberdeen. Like it's a detective game. But you're trying to figure out who the members of these fake 80s British synth pop bands were. And so like the interface is like, kind of like think of like a family tree of bands. And then like you 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 will hear like radio interviews or you will see like these written interviews of people and you're trying to piece together like, okay, now who was playing bass in this band? And then they split off to be in this other band. And it's very Oberdeen in in that it's kind of like, okay, I'm given all the other clues. So I have to infer that this person is someone it's, if you were into return of the Oberdeen, it's free again. So even if you weren't into it, just check it out, go to itch.io and check out family. Uh, I loved it. 
and like I said, it's under an hour, so I'm fucking like ecstatic about that. To be clear, it doesn't have that same 3D exploration. No, aspect. no, it's 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 a 2D interface where you're just look you're you're listening to music or you're hearing these radio interviews, and there's this 2D family tree in front of you. And again, it's a much smaller, it's a more bite-sized experience. It's it, an hour maximum, but I think mm. it's an hour well spent and worth your time. So I highly encourage listeners go check that out on HEO. All right. Well, let's move along to the next segment on this segment. Let's move along to the next segment on this segment, and yes. actually the next sub-segment of this segment segment, because it's time for the VGA Hollywood segment! What did Tom Holland do this time? <laughs> well, uh, this time there is a new writer that just signed on to the Mega Man live-action movie. What? Um, yeah. What? Uh, this was announced back in 2018, and the... Don't do this! <laughs> no, li- oh, I sure oh, hope Mega oh, Man God. winds up in the 21st century and has to pair up with a cop. I'm getting on the phone right <laughs> Played now. by James oh Marsden. You're really, no, you're really gonna say that when you hear what he has to say, because he wants to tell a yes. quote-unquote primal emotional <laughs> story. <laughs> I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna echo what I, uh... Saw someone on Twitter saying it's like just just team up with the Proto Men then like oh that, yes, that is yes. the only primal emotional Mega Man story that needs to be told otherwise this shit is Astro Boy man mm-hmm. it's just yeah. Astro Boy yeah oh my god it's gonna be dark and gritty the new writer's name is Matson Tomlin no relation to Lily um that I know of and his take what according to him his take is going to get to the root of Mega Man as a character <laughs> Mega Man. Don't do this. We really Mega want to know Man's why. Mega Man's not a character. He's not a real person. When oh. he when he became Mega Man from Rockman, we really want to understand yes. the transition. We really want to get into the psyche. depths of why Doctor Light has that speech impediment. The Mega Man. Oh, no. He's a he's a definitely he's a definitionless boy who we can all impress ourselves on and run around in a robot future world. That's it. Mm-hmm. So. So he, under, he he does acknowledge this. I will give him credit. At first, I was really worried because he's using th- terms like, well, I want to see what the real soul of the character is like. But then he says, we all know him as the cartoonish blue bomber. He jumps. He shoots. We get it. He wants he's, – he's, he says visually it's it's going to please video game fans, which to me is sort of the most – got to nail that in video game movies. The Sonic movie learned that. It, so apparently he will look like – Mega Man. Hopefully not the original box art Mega Man. <laughs> you will look like Daniel Radcliffe, but stretched out to somehow be twice yeah. as long. I, and oh, I think is, what he's just saying idea. is he's going to give him backstory. Like, we're going to care about idea. Mega Man. Bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't, so, like, so then he was asked, it, it is a kid's movie, he did clarify. They're like, is it a kid's movie like Sonic? And he's like, well, it, 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 the way he kind of described it, he says this. He says, I think it's something that kids will like. I don't want to say who the comps are. He doesn't want to give away too much. He says it's not squarely in the kid territory, but it's not an R-rated movie. I think what he's kind of hinting at is it's kind of a more mature, mature kid movie. So let's, I don't know. like, PG, like, like again, Avatar, the last no, the, the, If you've never yeah, read PG. Ian Flynn's Archie Comics Mega Man series, it's amazing. It's mm. really good. Yeah. Yeah. I, Does he have a backstory on that? <laughs> uh, but very little. 
Very little, and it's just he does, it, he's it's a, a fucking robot boy that shoots shit with his right. fucking gun it's, it's hand. Like, he was created because Doctor Light wanted it, like the idea of kids doing his chores, and so he created <laughs> yes. rock and roll to do his household chores. But it, but it's also like Doctor Light is afraid of Doctor Wiley and has mm. like, look, dude, I didn't want to ask you to do this. You're supposed to sweep my floor, but uh, Doctor Wiley has gone fucking insane with some of our projects, mm. and th- this there is a good. There's a good grounded story there, and uh, again, Ian Flynn's uh, Archie comics—they're great. But but this this is going to be a fucking disaster. <laughs> Unless oh, we thought the same I, he could Sonic. only make me happy in like this game. By the way, no dialogue, all interactive. Like right. oh, great, great, <laughs> great. Yeah, let's give it the greatest story. Mega Man yeah. movie I've ever heard of. Well, didn't didn't Legends add some story to the universe? Like when you made them, yeah, but RPGs. they're not the same. They're not the same characters. Yeah, and, and well, like, but it, also like Mega Man Seven, I think it was added mm-hmm. cutscenes on Super Nintendo. Yes. And yes, it's it like, Dr. Wilding, I'm going to punch you in the dick. <laughs> what? I might, exactly I might what be said. paraphrasing. Is that an exact quote? Yes. I was going to say. I'm sorry, um, team for team. I, we're just stalling to get to this week's biggest news story. This is a huge, huge story. Yeah. Uh, Epic, Epic and Apple, or Epic, uh, are going, they're fucking going at it. Fight, 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 fight. Uh, Epic, Epic and Apple. Epic is suing Apple, but I think Apple's also maybe counter-suing them. So, so here's the... Let's give people the full rundown. Um, Apple, as most people know, for their they kind of charge a platform fee. It's like thirty percent. Anything that you do on the App Store, if, even if you're selling in-game currency, Apple gets their thirty percent cut. Epic was tired of them getting that cut, and without getting approval from Apple, this is sort of the dick move. Mm-hmm. They launched inside Fortnite their own currency that went around the Apple payment system where you could give them money directly. It still had a 10% upcharge, I'm assuming, to cover credit card fees. As a man who's worked on free-to-play games, I can tell you there, but it was, it was there is a charge off. for these things. But they, they went around Apple, and they, they it was right next to, like, here's the Apple currency packs, and here's our currency packs, right and they're 20% cheaper. Yes, and so I'm which a little, one I'm would a you curious, do? though, that, like, can't you play your same account on PC and iOS, yeah, yeah. like yeah, it's, wasn't it's all this, crossplay. Yeah, it's all. Wasn't tied this to, always to possible? Like, what the fuck is Apple's problem? And it, well, see, here's one thing I'm going to say, and I I think what, what Epic was going at, and uh, by the way, I think I'm more on Apple's side. Sorry, uh, but uh, Apple closes off its its system. You can only get stuff off of uh, you know the App Store and stuff like that. So even though Google, I want to emphasize this, almost everybody does the same thirty percent cut. You know, Steam does and everything else like that. The thing is, is you can Except you can Epic. sideload stuff on Android and everything like that, mm-hmm. but you can only get the Apple stuff through the app. Yeah. Through, so, yes. so real quick, let me finish the story. So so mm-hmm. they they on the iOS they launch these. Hey, you can buy the currency pack, but not through Apple. Apple immediately fucking retaliated and yanked it off the App Store. If you have Fortnite on your iOS device, you can still play it, but you can no longer download it. So then Epic went you to can, sue and them. And you can never update it again. Yeah, right. And so then mm-hmm. Epic went to sue them. And now Apple, it, they went fucking nuclear. They're like, no, we're taking away your dev account. And here's where it gets really strange. Epic makes the Unreal Engine. And revoking those rights of a dev account, this could potentially, and this is Epic saying this, this could potentially affect any game on iOS that uses the Unreal Engine, can no longer, like, update their game or use that engine in their game. Like, Epic's quote, 
The cascading effect of losing ongoing Unreal Engine compatibility will threaten the viability of the engine and disrupt development of a constellation of apps and uses that rely on its graphics to render hundreds of video games. Uh, and then they, they tug on heartstrings here. The Human Brain, Baby Yoda, and Space Flight. Uh, so, like, a- Apple has gone like, no, fuck you, you're suing us, you're, you're, your privileges are revoked, you're out of here, you're no longer a dev. And Epic's like, ha motherfucker, do you know how many people use us? This is a this is a big war. This yeah. this puts Nintendo and Sega to fucking shame because this is like m- real money's involved. Here. So you haven't mentioned the ad yet. Yes, I was, go- I was uh, okay. just about yep. to say that. Yeah, let's, yes, let's that was the problem with this. That's what's yeah. dirty and nasty about this. It's hilarious and dirty and nasty. Yeah. So Epic knew this was they they knew this was going to happen because the day that they launched these packs and Apple took them down. They launched a trailer spoofing the famous Apple 1984 ad of Apple being the the underdog against the huge tyrant IBM. IBM. But in this case, Apple was the tyrant and some fucking lame Fortnite character was the, the freedom <laughs> fighter. And yeah, so like Epic is positioning themselves as a little guy. By the way, Epic... Multi-billion dollar company at this point. A little hard to call them the little guy. But, okay, I mean, compared granted, to a $2 trillion dollar company? Yes. Okay, fine. They, yeah, they are, compared, yes, compared yes. to Apple and, like, they're the idea... They're growing that, like Apple. And I don't... Mm. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know that they, they are growing like Apple. And that's the only... The, the concession I'll give to Epic is because Epic has a platform. And it has scales and tiers and caps mm. on what it charges people to use its platform. Yes. And... We all know this now because the Epic Store, like it's it's a twelve percent cut, not the Steam thirty percent cut. Yes, the competition is allowed, and and Apple to prove it wasn't monopolistic and tyrannical. It's like everything you've ever done is gone. My Infinity Blade one through three gone. <laughs> I I mean, so again, it's weird to portray Epic as the underdog because they're billionaires, but like. They are literally trying to change the game industry through this, through their fight against Steam with the lower lower share of the storefront share and shit like that. So it's like, I'm kind of in all this. I, I'm, I'm, I'm for Epic ten percent more than I'm for Joe Biden. Like, <laughs> this is so this is so much better than the alternative. Apple fucking sucks and has not innovated much of anything. It just was rich enough to enter in multiple ecosystems and take all of the money from it, including music, movies, and video games. And 30% is a lot to ask when they don't really offer anything other than availability. And like when you look at how much Fortnite made, I think someone projected it as like $50 million uh, in, in a month. Yeah, and, it's, it's enough and to make Apple, Apple takes a third, miss that like, revenue. Yeah. For mm-hmm. what? For what? Like, why do you? Why are you entitled to a third? Are you not making enough millions of dollars by doing nothing for this game? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I, I have a few issues with yeah. their their whole onslaught. And like, okay, I'm, I'm, at first I thought like, okay, the 1984 campaign is pretty clever. But as I've seen pointed out, that it's like, it's well, it's it's a little weird to reference 1984 and where the first Apple ad was like, okay, it's just an ad it's trying to sell something. This is more a political ad. Yeah, it's trying uh, to galvanize and, people. And there, it's also um, this this whole tagline of like, don't let 2020 become 1984. It's like, it's not going to become 1984 because of your spat with Apple. My <laughs> yes. God, it's already on the, already well on the way there. It, it's a little yes. too on the yes. nose because of the times we're, we're living and in. You it's can like, what yeah. you want. We'll just help this make this more 1984 than ever before. Because yes. I'll be able to buy my V-Bucks for cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, that's why with this whole thing, it's like, I get it. And it's important what Epic's trying to do. 
I'm very Ken Watanabe gif with this mm. like let them fight. Like I'm 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 very much on the outside like yeah, sure, you know. With like, this ad it's it's like Epic seems to be trying to mobilize an army of gamers yes. by saying Apple's taking your games away. Uh we have seen what happens when people try to weaponize a gamer yes, mob. Yes. It, it can really go off the rails. And yes. we'll end up giving us Trump as president. Yep, <laughs> okay. exactly. Yeah, yeah I, I would hate to see anyone from Apple receiving death threats or the shit that we know can happen with with movements like Gamergate and shit like that. And that's why I think that's what you're you're alluding to, Michael, in some of the articles oh, written about. Oh, you think? But it's like, right. yeah, th- that's why it's like very much like this is important. I just I'm very curious to see how this will turn out. So right now, Epic is. They're trying, to get Biden. In, they're, they're trying to get an injunction to keep Apple from removing them from the App Store. Like, they're trying to basically say, let's let the court settle this, but in the meantime, let's all keep making money. Like, oh. And, 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 and they're going to win that, with or without people who know nothing. And, and, like, the only defense you can say in Epic is that their, their money is where their mouth is. They... Have you not read about how you can use Unreal Engine and license it? Like, you don't owe them anything until a million dollars or some shit like that. Like you mentioned before, there's, like, all these tiers of, like, it's very fair. It feels very fair. I'm speaking as a podcaster. Apple owns the podcast market and has done nothing for it. Right. They're too big. It had name recognition and people bought their devices and it has innovated in no way and has not helped podcasters and has done nothing. And so I, I don't love Epic and I don't even love... This is really over fucking Fortnite V-Bucks. That's all it is. But like, but Epic, you know, they have ground to stand on. Like they, they, isn't their Epic store like 12%? Uh, they, that's how much of a cut they take. I think, I think that's about right. Yeah. Because, you know, like I mentioned, being from the free to play space and stuff like credit card fees do add up. And so like, yeah. So even when Apple takes oh, that from quote, the unquote, Patreon 30%. space, baby, five, five to 10%. Well, like, yeah, when Apple talks about, like, the 30% Apple cut is really Apple getting roughly 20% of that after all the payment fees and stuff that they're paying out, right? Because, like, it's it's basically, like, they have to pay the credit card companies for that shit. But still, like, it's, like Chris said, it's, like, that is a fee for them saying you have the privilege of being on our store. We may or may not feature you. We may, you know. beautiful terrible platform like it's a it's the worst platform i've ever seen for promoting games i I read an article today i think it was mike williams though you you know where one of the first places to start the 30 percent was to bring it back to a vga no nintendo retail nintendo's platform fee back Mm. in the day that is established the 30 percent industry standard apparently uh if what i read today is correct so that's that was huge news to me i was like oh shit really they're Okay, I, I think I think it's pretty asinine for Apple to to offer Fortnite nothing other than a place to release its game to demand thirty percent this many years in. You have made a hundred million dollars on a game you didn't make. Like, wh- why can't you just relax on this? Innovate something else. Make another Steve Carell, Jason Momoa show. Well, they can't. Uh, they can't relax because they're making, like you mentioned, hundreds of millions of but dollars. Like, but that's the thing. We, we, def- we, we like most of America is about defending money that isn't really fucking earned or deserved. Mm. And and uh, so fuck Apple for most of this. And, and 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 the reason why I care is because I wanted to play Stadia on my iPhone and I want to play XCloud on my fucking iPhone. There it is. Yep. Yeah. And, and the reason Apple is blocking this is not because it's invasive or in violation of their privacy. It's because they can't 
fucking get a cut. They can't get their preferred cut, and we don't get what we want, having bought into their ecosystem for 10 years. Fuck them. Go to court. They need to have this monopoly brought down. That, that fucking infuriates me. So Apple's excuse is, well, we have no so, – so especially with the streaming apps like Stadia or xCloud, but even, even a little bit with the Epic stuff, it's like we don't – we can't approve every app that they run through their app. Uh-huh. Your YouTube app was standard when when your fucking iPhone started, and good lord, all the beheading videos and Gamergate horseshit I saw through that wasn't approved by you either. And you mon- and you took any amount of money you could from that shit too. And you you couldn't approve Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime. You're fucking liars. You're fucking liars. And because this, these people want to make an app that's guaranteed to not make you money, I didn't even know that. Uh, that that like if you were to download the Hulu or Netflix app, they can't mention that there's a subscription or that there's a service fee for this. We just download it knowing we already have this service because Apple won't allow that. Because and if it happened through the app, uh, it, no, 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 it's not. If it happened through the app, they would take thirty percent. Right? It, they're not allowed to mention it, and we've never complained about it because we just didn't notice. And Kindle's we we already had we were already subscribed to these services, and like, oh shit, there's an iPhone app, cool. Um, and, and, and Amazon has a secret deal with them. Yeah, yes, that came up in all these court. So, so that's another reason. Again, just stay on the sidelines and watch this shit because it's about to get fucking interesting. Is we're already learning like. Amazon has a sweetheart deal with Apple where they don't take 30% of all the Amazon shit that sells through that app. And so Epic's kind of like, well, we make, yeah, we don't make Amazon money on your shit. Like I did today. I just fucking bought something through my Amazon app on my iPhone. Did but you? It's like, I haven't done that in years. It was forbidden money. for, fuck, it was forbidden for at least seven years. A long time. Comixology, yeah. my favorite, the only comic app was removed. Like you could never buy in app. Right. Because they had to, they, you could buy through Safari on your iPhone. Uh, sorry, yes. if you, uh, K-Crisis listeners will know this very well. But most people who start making money, like, why the fuck are we forking over 30% of our money to these people? Yeah. And, and, th- and then, like, Android comes out like, we want 30% too. And, like, you don't offer 30% of the revenue. Right. Like if 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 you worked for us, you would be the first fired oh, in our yeah. chain yeah, of I forgot to mention. So the the same day that Apple kicked them off the store, Google kicked them kicked them off the Play Store as well, saying. But like you know, I, like, like Leif said, I never I read it in a side load. I had never considered getting off the iOS environment, but the idea that I can't stream my Xbox games or use Stadia on it is absolutely unacceptable. Yeah. Hmm. That's just me. So let's wait and see how this plays out. But it's fucking. It's it's. I know it's businessy, but like, pay attention because this is going to have uh, repercussions throughout yes. the industry. All right. Um. So uh, speaking of things that so repercussions in the industry, much smaller but still significant. Um. Laszlo, the personality from Rockstar, uh, who's been there, got over twenty years, uh, is leaving or he has left Rocks Rockstar. So Laszlo End Jones. He's, he's the writer, he's the producer, and then he's Laszlo, the radio show host in the Grand Theft Auto series. Um, he's left. Now, this, again, it's weird, like, we're hearing about this after the fact, because apparently this was this discovered on his LinkedIn profile. He's gone as of April of this year, uh, which I know oh, feels wow. like 25 years ago at this point. But yeah, April of I, this I year. think it's proof we have very few games journalists, and this isn't a thing that matters that much. Didn't one of the Housers leave, too? Or Yeah, it was, it was uh, Dan. Was it Dan Hauser? Maybe I don't know. But yeah. then also, like Leslie Benzie left. Like so, like Rockstar mm-hmm. basically. 
I don't know how much this all is tied together, but you know, Rockstar had some like harassment charges going around. It seems like very much like a lot of Rockstar upper management has now churned out of the company at this mm-hmm. point. Uh, a lot of a lot of the higher ups are gone. I think one of the Hauser brothers is still there for now. But other than that, it's it's uh, kind of a completely different Rockstar. It's not, it's not the creative force. And I was pretty shocked to learn, like, oh, Laszlo even worked on Red Dead Redemption. He was he was a co-writer. Yeah, yeah that was yeah. remember that came out in the story when before that game came out. Dan Hauser's like, oh yeah, we had these like kind of up all night writing sessions. Laszlo was one of those writers that was in there with him. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Mike, Mike Lane met him at Rockstar. Yeah, very briefly. Um, uh, it was it was horrible just because I was like. <laughs> It's like, oh shit, Laszlo's back. Fantastic. It's like, do you want to meet him? Like, no, I'm no, here for yeah, a business meeting. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to meet him at all. Let's call him. And like, and he came in and he's like, clearly doesn't want to be there. Yeah, and he, he doesn't just immediately shit. made fun of my Vel- Velcro wallet. Mm. And oh. I just remember, I think I, I brought up to him and was just like, oh man, that it's about America is still like an in joke with me and my wife. <laughs> it's about. Hope. I, I do, I do really like Laszlo, and he's done a bunch of stuff outside of uh, Rockstar, but like, it's. It's it's yeah that, that that is the end of an era kind of thing because like if you enjoyed if you thought the radio was the most important character in the game which I did mm-hmm. he's responsible all I ever listened to in, in GTA are the Laszlo shows like I, that's the funniest shit to me um yeah but apparently what he's been working on since this April uh, he's in working on some in development shows for Disney and Netflix and then consulting for an unknown video game company not Rockstar though so there you go. Uh, last bit of gaming news. This is something that Michael, Chris, and I all geeked out about earlier this week. Ghost of Tsushima, which I just finished. I think, Michael, you finished it. And we might as well announce here, we will be doing a spoiler cast of that show available exclusively to Patreon members at the $5 or more level per month at patreon.com slash laser time. Uh, but Ghost of Tsushima is getting a free co-op update, including a raid mode and then Michael, you pointed this out. It's sort of their Halloween mode. It's it's, it's yeah. sort of because it's it's got all this uh, mythical Japanese legend fighting what looked to be yokai and like yeah. the, there's like you know floating points uh, yeah. it, just in space that you can grapple and swing off of. Like it looks really cool. Watch that the trailer. Really cool. It looks like the coolest thing I've seen since Undead Nightmare, which is the yeah. greatest Halloween yes, DLC yes. of uh, all dude, time, uh, or even. I really love the infamous two Halloween DLC. I like any game that wants to do Halloween DLC. I will fucking pay for that. Me shit. too. But most of the time, it's like ah, we have a hat that's candy corn. Yeah, no. Whereas this yeah. is just like a mythical ghost have taken over the universe, and all your friends can play with you. Yeah. Holy shit! And it's free. So speaking of mythical creatures and characters, so um, in this is a co-op only mode where basically you you have to class up. You have to pick a class. So there's a samurai, mm-hmm. a hunter, a ronin, and an assassin class. And and like you, these guys mentioned, you're, you're fighting supernatural creatures. Now, what I wondered is, are you going to get to play as the legendary characters from those legendary missions oh, in the main campaign? Kaidori and Gosaku, and I'm yeah. kind of hoping. Yes. Yeah, it's, I, not, it's not clear from the trailer because like I didn't recognize any of those outfits. So. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah, that's I, I didn't true. see the cool Gosaku arm. That Gosaku arm is fucking. Yeah, and cool Gosaku movie. would actually you would actually be wearing it. Yeah. yeah. I, I am fucking psyched, dude. Like that, this game is the the gift that keeps on giving. I yeah. love Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, one multiplayer thing that I would actually like is just like a mode that is just the duels, 
Japan. Sure. Know, go against yeah. Other players. Yes. Sure. Little little Bushido Blade duels right there. Oh, yeah. Shit, that would hurt. I'm terrible at those. <laughs> oh, I lo- it's my favorite part of the game. I lo- especially no, the artistic with one with all the birds flying. Holy shit! Just oh, give, yeah. just let me hold down L1 and R1 at the same time. That's the only move I do in those fucking. So one way you're you're fighting for like the cursed longbow and it's yes. just let me have it. It's the only longbow on the island. Right. I yeah. don't care if it has a curse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, that comes out. Um, was it September or October? Did they announce? Do you guys remember? Uh, I think they just said fall. Okay. Yeah, fall twenty twenty. Yep. All right. So yeah, it seems very much like a Halloween type mm-hmm. update. Uh, but that is all the news that is fit to play, gentlemen. Well, let's move on to the community segment. Uh, last week's question of the week, as you might remember, was what is your gaming animal phobia? Is there an animal that you, that creeps you out even in the context of video games? Uh, Leaf, you weren't here last week. Do you have anything like that? Friggin' harpies. No matter what really? game, what kind of <laughs> RPGs, it's like, I fucking hate harpies. Uh, it's like, uh, what is it? Uh, uh what, what's the, uh, Dragon's Dogma. Oh god, oh, the ones did, did you just Dogma. not like playing as the Taran starter area in World of Warcraft? <laughs> oh, you just like right. fucking no. over that shit. No matter what game they're in, I find them effing annoying. So, <laughs> mm. <laughs> nice. oh. well, on Twitter, uh, Doctor Wowie uh, auditioning for the Mega Wowie. Man movie. I see Wowie. Mm-hmm. Wowie. The animals that really creep me the fuck out are centipedes. What? They, they have the squirmy bodies of worms and the skittering legs of spiders. And unlike their slow, dopey cousins, the millipedes, centipedes are fast and fierce. I'm an atheist, but the existence of centipedes makes me consider that maybe there is a god and he <laughs> hates us all. My view of these monsters was only made worse when I saw a nature show where some poor bastard somewhere in South America had to fight off a cat-sized centipede with a club. What? Fortunately, what? the only video game examples that immediately come to mind are the arcade game Centipede, which isn't very frightening, though it did appear in a frighteningly bad Adam Sandler movie, and the Maverick Reploid Magnus Centipede from Mega Man X2. But he's not so bad. However, if Capcom wanted to make him creepier, they could give him a red hat and rename him Mega Centipede. Then he could use his magnetic powers to destroy voting machines and blue districts to help his fellow Mavericks, Clan Orange and Shame Turtle. <laughs> Shame Turtle. <laughs> yeah. I, that, that's a that's a silly phobia. Just in like it's like my gaming phobia is like female yellow circles. I right. can't stand them. Because the first ten years of video games, Centipede is in the top ten. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's a phobia of a thing I don't think I've ever seen in real life. Like I know centipedes are real creatures. Uh, yeah, I moved back to Florida. There is a season, and it's awful. And they, when they, they'll die or leave their husks behind, Yuck. and it smells like death. I fucking, it's one of the things I hate the most about living where I do Yuck, tourist. you live in a swamp. I was going to say the, the chowruses in uh, Skyrim are kind of like giant centipedes, but they only have like, you know, six legs or so, so it's not quite the same thing. I do like the little stretchy centipedes in Mario games. Those guys are adorable. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, those those guys are adorable. I always thought those were more like caterpillars. Yeah, yeah, but they're they're kind of like a stretchy. Anyway. And Connor Connor Wade says, no animal scares me in video games. Want to know why? Because I'm a fucking true blue Aussie, brah. I ain't here to fuck spiders. Uh, if you've never really looked in Australia, half the thing, half the animals there are smaller than the ones we have, and they can all murder you instantly right. oh, with yes. venom it's, or ferocious. It's murder island for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Um, we never should have put people there. Um, <laughs> Jason Cromer says, I am terrified of any bug that can sting me, and I hate scorpions and anim Animal Crossing. Uh, I caught one for the museum, and now I stay away. I don't care how many bells they go for. <laughs> I, they, they always sneak up on me, those fucking scorpions. I'll, like, exit a house, and they'll be behind some tree, and next thing I know, it's just like, oh, shit, there, there they go. Them and They're the... And the spiders. The They're spiders, way, by the way. Way easier speed. to catch than the tarantulas, though, because I don't think the scorpions yeah. charge you. You just have oh, to right. sneak they... up and wait for them to put their stingers back down. No, if they if they see you, they will mm -hmm. get you. And they I, I've seen one scorpion in the wild in my entire life, and it's like I'm talking to this guy. I'm like, he. this is the smartest, coolest guy I've ever met, Andrew. He can quote everything from Usual Suspects. This is like 1996. And, uh, and he's like, yeah, man, I just think, like, society is just all warped. Ah! 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 And he, like, points at my leg, and there's a scorpion sitting in my lap, and he slaps my crotch uh, like he's playing Donkey Konga. <laughs> and and uh, I, I don't know the scorpion. It didn't seem like the scorpion was killed, but more sent away. And it was very small compared to the ones I've seen in other things. Yeah. I, I, like, I've been all over the world I, i've seen one scorpion in the wild i've seen them in museums and pet stores shit like all that the time you have yeah. a, a higher chance of seeing scorpions the band seeing rocky like yeah. a hurricane and seeing a scorpion in the wild mm -hmm. yeah if you're in a, if you're in a shitty dive bar in europe you might see scorpions the band <laughs> yeah they'll, they look up and go i was down in gawky park <laughs> listening to the winds of change i hope this is a real scorpion song <laughs> it and is, someone it is, is. Getting it's it. so <laughs> bad <laughs> <laughs> it's almost as bad. Brian Stafford says, For me, it's anything small and in groups, especially spiders. Larger-than-life spiders have no effect on me, but a bunch of little ones, no thanks. Prime example are the weird spiders that look like they had egg sacs in their bodies from the Temple of Time dungeon in Twilight Princess. They would be skidding around in groups, and they'd just notice Link, they would all swarm towards him. Worst part was, I could never kill them all, and when I thought it was safe, a quick turn of the camera would reveal one that I missed right next to me about to attack. Once again... No thanks. I still shudder when I think about them. Yeah, little... Any creatures in video games are like, let's just do a thousand of this creature at one time fucking sucks, because you just gotta basically swing your sword over and over again to try to kill them. It sucks. That's the only way you can prove it's a next-gen system. Mm -hmm. More stuff. It's true. So, as for uh, Chris, uh, Chris Lachost, sorry if I mispronounced it. Okay, thank you. Uh, it's snakes! Uh, Bloodborne's one of my favorite games of the generation. It's full of grotesque horrors, vicious beasts, and big boars. But the scariest part for me is when I entered a forest, saw something moving, and suddenly realized I was surrounded by snake balls. Mm, Just the phrase snake, snake balls. balls makes me shudder. So, after fighting them off for an hour, I saw something even bigger around the corner. Giant snake balls. Don't laugh. You know what I mean. I've watched <laughs> speedruns of Bloodborne, and each time I fast forward to that area. I want to replay it, and my excuse is, I'll wait for a remaster with a better frame rate. But the real reason is because I don't want that, because of those goddamn snake balls. I can deal with the giant snake god in Sekiro, but those little snake balls are the worst enemies in gaming. Uh, I, I will second that in, like playing through some of the Far Cries, like, I don't care about any of these animals. The fucking snakes suck. They I will get you. So the snakes will get hide. you in the Far Cry you game. Just, you just have to sucks. listen for them. It's true. Yeah, you can't, you can't see them. They suck. And I'm from Florida, and I used to get, <laughs> not bit, but, like, whipped by snakes I was stepping on. Oh. Ugh, I hate it. Uh, Landon Dwayne says, Spiders, fucking spiders. There's a very real chance I'll never finish Jedi Fallen Order because of those monsters on Kashyyyk. 
And the first thing I did in Skyrim was download a patch to remove them. <laughs> I don't even remember there you, there you go. I think there's giant spiders in, in that. Uh, Sean Taylor says, I'm terribly afraid of spiders, but in games, it's got to be alligators. Specifically, the gators in Red Dead Redemption 2 left me feeling uneasy because of their predatory stillness. I would find myself jumping because I didn't see one as I was treading a murky swamp, but the idea of being pulled underwater by one of those suckers doesn't pair well with my secondary fear of drowning oh yeah that's a bad combo right there and I, i'm sure i told that story but like uh i've rope swinged and cannonballed into spring water which is gorgeous uh, uh like virgin spring water and then come eye to eye with an alligator it's this oh, one of the scariest things that's ever happened to me i but- have a, a a weird fear i fucking cannot stand swimming in fresh water i'll swim in the ocean all day long i have surfed in many oceans fresh waters a, it's fucking disgusting because of the mud, and B, right. it's what Chris talked about. There's fucking critters in freshwater that I do. There's not critters, want. and it, it like it t- it smells and tastes like like stagnant tea. Yeah, it's awful. It, no, fuck that. Not not a fan. And al- again, alligators is from what I know. Growing up in Florida, don't really want to hurt you, but like don't cannonball on them, which yes. I almost did. Oh, yes. do what about that. someplace like Lake Michigan? There's no alligators in Lake. I Michigan. Mean, I just mean like swimming in freshwater is what I meant. Yeah. I love that shit, yes. going to the, the, the Great Lakes. I mean, yeah. Lake Michigan it, it, is bigger than some ocean. seas in the yes, world, so it exactly, doesn't, doesn't really but, uh, count. Yes, it's still freshwater. <laughs> no, but but here in Florida, no, dude. Yes. Fucking freshwater swim. Oh, I'm from Texas, too. Yeah, it's the same. Just like Florida. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would rather swim in an untreated pool. Like, is that a yes. dead squirrel in the pool mm-hmm. filter? It doesn't matter. It's better than freshwater. Yeah. Michael, this answer is too weird. I think you got to read this one. This is this might be one of our okay. weirdest answers. Uh, Giancarlo Saavedra says, Whales! 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 It's a weird <laughs> phobia, but I've that never been able to look at them. As a kid playing Sonic Adventure, I ran out of the room screaming because of that killer whale jump scare. As a grown man about to enter his 30s, I decided to catch up on the Assassin's Creed series. What caused me to stop in the first place? Whales! AC4 is full of fucking whales. I nearly shit myself as I was greeted by a humpback whale leaving the first island. To everyone else, AC4 is a wonderfully liberating pirate simulator, but for me, it was an anxiety-filled nightmare where I played all the sailing portions with my eyes closed, only peeking out to see if I had to make any course corrections or adjust my aiming during boat skirmishes. But I got through it and even managed to get through AC Rogue, which is also full of whales. So yeah, any media that has anything to do with the ocean is pretty much a no for me, unless I can confirm beforehand that a whale won't pop out, or if there is a whale, I can prepare myself for it. So, Michael, can you please tell me that there are no whales in AC Odyssey's sailing portions? I'm too scared to Google it because I know full well I'll get a bunch of whale pics. Uh, Alright, I'm out. Thanks. Love the podcast. Nuke the whales! Um, that is... Wow. Well, yeah, then. okay. That is a weird phobia. Um, I, I don't think I have seen any whales except like that you you can sometimes see them in the distance while you're swimming underwater but i i don't think i've encountered one just sailing around there are plenty of sharks though like if you what? kick enemies into the water during uh, boat fights like sharks will just appear and devour them why whales they're enormous <laughs> but they're synonymous with miracles they love us Sharks will eat you. Alligators <laughs> might eat you. Piranhas. Whales 
love, like, I'm going to wave at this dude, and then I'm going to bring him up to his parents on his birthday. I was going to say, don't <laughs> most whale whales just eat plankton? They just, like, filter seawater yeah. for plankton? Yeah. Like- Krill! <laughs> I mean, you know, orcas can be pretty horrible, not generally to people, but, like, they do love to torture certain animals. Oh, yeah, orcas, like- orcas will fucking bite a seal in half as they- soon as look at them. They or orcas care. will rip the fins off of a sunfish just to watch it suffer. Right. Where where does where do the, the fear of whales come from? Did, was your dad Jonah? Was your great grandpa? <laughs> maybe maybe oh, no. it's like I can understand the fear of like a giant animal underwater where you uh, you know don't have <gasps> Dude, a lot of mobility. Is that? That's true. His last name ends in a vowel. He's probably related to Geppetto. <laughs> okay. like, I mean, true. boy, do I have a Star Trek movie for you? Because for the voyage home is a fucking masterpiece. <laughs> oh. uh, First movie my school took me to to go see in the movie. I love theater. that movie. That is my favorite Star Trek. It, movie. Is my favorite it was my first Star Trek anything. Star Trek four. Well, we have one final answer from Red Rock nine six three via video. Who has she has her cat with her? Hey VGA, it's Red Rock nine six three with my buddy Murray here to answer the question of the week. Um, but first, you guys have been killing it the past two shows between oh, the cat you. episode and with Cody Laveau. <laughs> you know, I could listen to that dude talk about shark dicks all day. <laughs> but onto the question what about of whale week, dicks. What whale makes dicks? you afraid in video games? As poly counts have gotten bigger, um, snakes have started to really unsettle me. Um, I don't mind pet snakes, but wild snakes freak me the fuck out. And particularly in World of Warcraft, um, one of the updates for, I want to say, Mist of Pandaria added very realistic looking giant snakes to the game. Mm. So there was one area that I avoided like the plague because just the snakes were just too poly county and creeped me out really bad. My husband made fun of me for that, but... um, Snake Pass was a big is a big nope. I can't do Snake Pass. Just something about the <laughs> movement of snakes just really <laughs> creeps me out. Um, also, the runner up being mannequins from Silent Hill, but that's because those bastards give me nightmares. Sure. Um, anyway, I've been loving the shows lately. Love you guys, and I hope you have an awesome week. Thanks, you too. Red Rock, I just have to thank you for putting the uh, the phrase "poly snake" into my head. So thanks for that. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Did anyone else's mind immediately go to Polly Walnuts when she said "low poly"? <laughs> low poly, yes. His fucking his gray wings are only three triangles. It's crazy. Uh, I, I it made me remember playing uh, God of War, and like I see the serpent, and like. I don't want to do this at all. <laughs> and then like, oh, he's not going to fight me. And like, oh, I have to talk to him again. Oh, I don't want to talk to him Are again. Are going to have to hold up any conversation with this guy? Uh, oh, no. Just, let's just fight or something. Let's get this. Let's pull this Band-Aid. The Serpent, who, if you listen to our spoiler cast at patreon.com slash laser time, we have some interesting theories about who that Serpent might actually be. So check that out. Yeah. Gonder. What is his true identity? Who knows? All right, new question of the week. In honor of our top five postal workers uh, and our salute to postal workers in general. And the, a salute to the horrible times we live in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that too. Um, <laughs> what is the dumbest thing that you have had shipped to you during the pandemic? Yeah. I mean, I, I a lot of us... Uh, those of us who are privileged enough to stay at home uh, tend to have 
I, I, I for one, have really stepped up my online shopping. I'll say that much. Um, yeah. A, a, some, a lot of it has been necessities, and then a lot of it has been really dumb impulse buys. Sure. Um, yeah, I, I, I've yeah. been shocked by the amount of stuff that I can get on Amazon that I would not have thought possible. Mm, um, right. Mine, mine only is like cat food. Like, you're really going to give free shipping on 600 pounds of litter? Right. And, <laughs> right. Like, whoa, are you crazy? You're going to have to back a pallet up to my house. Yeah, uh, but like, yeah, I've had a, I haven't re- haven't done it yet, but like, you know, I like my local pet store, but I'm probably going to. And they're not a local pet store, just Petco. Mm. Uh, well, we know exactly what things you've had shipped to you or or ordered online. Yeah, well, my arcade stuff. <laughs> yes, I encourage everyone to the, uh, game deals take my. Uh, uh, if you want to order Pac Man, like little arcade machines of Pac Man, Final Fight, or Star Wars. God damn it, I don't want to complicate things. Download the Walmart app, search for one of those things, and then see uh, it's online like, ah, this is $400, and then like look and see what it's like in stores, at your store. And usually it'll be $50, so you can get that shit shipped to your Walmart, not to yourself, and then return it when you pick it up, and then like, oh, I wanted to pick up other stuff on my way out, and... You will get a five hundred dollar machine for fifty dollars, which I've done um, uh, four times. <laughs> four, four times. That was the only thing I didn't say in the uh, the news. The arcade went up. Uh, uh, Supreme released. You know, you guys don't know Supreme. We're too old. The Supremes. No, the Supreme, the brand, the fucking the people who sold a brick for two hundred dollars because it had the word Supreme on it. You know, no, I don't think a I know Supreme that. Mortal that Kombat no. machine coming out with a riser in it. With its own OS, no new games, and it'll probably be seven hundred dollars because people are idiots. Oh, yeah. Sorry, uh, look up Supreme Mortal Kombat. It's fucking ridiculous, and it's not a new game. Right. Um, but 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 like, I encourage all of you to do that. Steal from Walmart. Steal from them. If they're in your town, they're stealing from you. They're taking from your taxes. They're helping pay people uh, live live on government assistance just by having the Walmart there. So steal from them. All you want, especially if you get a Final Fight machine. That's a new episode of Padukin. Uh, I'm on that one. I love Final Fight. Uh, get an arcade machine. It'll make you feel really good. Mm, I Mon- mean, with, with such amazing prices, I feel like I'm already stealing from Walmart. Am I right, I'm, If I can interrupt this ad for a second. Uh, <laughs> it's not an ad. I'm telling you to steal from a corporation. Uh, um, Maybe um, get in trouble. Uh, no, you get a $500 thing for 50 bucks. I've done it four times. It's fucking hilarious. Um, but so my the dumbest thing that I've bought online is actually a whole odyssey of dumb things that I bought in an effort to make something look slightly prettier. Um, in that, so for Diana's birthday, I, I really went overboard splurging. And this is not the dumb thing, but since she can't go to the movies and she loves to go to the movies, I got her a projector with a motorized screen. And uh, I had the projector set up on a ceiling mount. And I didn't really like the way it looked. And I'm like, hey, we have this IKEA like cabinet that we've been has been sitting around for years in its box that we've never found a place for. Why don't I build this? And then I took it out and I found out like, oh, this is actually the one that's half the size of what we need. So I'll order the full size one. And then the full size one came. It's Besta, by the way. Um, and I put it on the wall. It looks like a giant microwave. And I realized like, 
oh, this thing, the, the projector is going to heat up like crazy in there. So I drill a couple big holes in the sides and I put uh, he- heating duct vents on the, the outside. <laughs> and then I, I put it inside and I realize, oh, this kind of projector does not display well from up high when it's right side up. So now I have to put it upside down and I have to find some curved blocks to put it on. And now it's going to still heating up in there. So I have to install a couple of PC case fans. And then it just got to a ridiculous point. It's like, you know what? The picture looks like shit when it's like this. I'm just going to dismantle everything, return as much as I can (laughs) and chalk this up to experience. You should write an article. I I, like uh, uh, offline, I've lo- been loving Michael talking about this because I've always wanted to do this. Yeah, um, yeah. But, in but, my house. But really, like, I, I the thing is, like, I tend to learn by doing it. And I'm very grateful for the generous return policies of online retailers because a lot of the time <laughs> I get so excited that I don't do enough research or I don't research the right things, and then I get something, and then I find out, like, oh, there's a very specific problem with this yes. that I should have known beforehand. And now I'll know for next time, but for now it's been very costly and time-consuming. Right. Uh, so my 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 epic odyssey is is much less epic than Michael's. I, as you all know, have been streaming a lot over at Twitch, uh, Maddie C. Allen, and I, I said to myself, man, you know, I I should get a green screen if I'm if I'm going to stream, I should get a green screen. And so I, I order a green screen yeah. from Amazon, and it ends up being fucking a green sheet. First, of didn't, all. didn't <laughs> consult me at all, and is not and is not an appropriate green screen color. Well, it's it, it was chrome, it was chroma green. It it actually did the trick, but. Then as long like, as you never wear anything remotely green, right, you have to wear the right. alien green. So, so then I was like, okay, well, I need the 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 thing to put it on, like a you know a, a background stand that photographers use. But I had not measured my space and didn't realize kind of how much of a wide angle lens web cameras are, so that I put the stand up behind me so that it covers my background. But but, but then when I went and I went to test it out, it's like. You just see this huge background behind me and this little ass stand in the middle of it, like in the middle of all this shit with the back because I'd set the, the OBS like setting like, yeah, green screen. So like, you see this little picture on this little tiny background. I'm like, shit, that shit has to be like right behind me to actually work like six inches type behind me. I don't have that kind of space. So I had to return all of that. And I felt like an ass. And you and have, like, to, I don't you have to flood this. it oh, with yeah. the most light ever. And again, your shit is too dark. And Yes. Again, I, I used to know about these things, Matt. Just ask me. I mean, I have lights. I don't turn them on when I do the show with you guys because you don't need to see me. But I have good lights. When have I'm you sure. not seen Brett when we put Brett in F zero? Like uh, it was a it was an astronomical undertaking mm. that we could never do again. Leif, have, have you bought anything dumb? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, the dumb thing about it, this is the dumb thing, is I could literally just go down the street and get, but the thing is, is that public transportation has been heavily shut down in San Francisco, oh, yeah. so it's kind of a pain in the ass for me to get down. So I'm looking at my list here. I have toothpaste. I have parchment paper. This is all like $3 and stuff like this. And, uh, but, uh, you know, I didn't want to stand in the lines and everything like this, so I'm getting this little... This little hunky dory stuff, but uh, a lot of it's been good. I completely upgraded my PC, so uh, you know I got all those upgrades and stuff. So uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I, I, I took advantage of that. But oh, straws. I mean, that's something metal ones. But hey, <laughs> so. See, I'm having a t- like I'm having a tough time finding PC parts right now. Uh-huh. Everything's like a little more expensive. Yeah, and then but then like the little stuff, it's like. I'm not paying you eight dollars to ship this here. I'm dying to leave this house. Right. Yeah, <laughs> let me go get it from you. And <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. I'll 
get married to the cashier. I don't know. Like, but anything but staying here. And anything having to do with home entertainment, we're talking about off mic, is like, has a premium on it right now where it's like, oh, uh, here's a game deal. Uh, Forza Horizon 3 is going off sale because it's, it's, either it's the car licenses or the music licenses or hot wheels take your pick but it's it's 10 bucks right now for the game but i was like hey i've always wanted to play a racing game with a racing wheel yeah you can't get those for less than uh, double the price of what they normally are fuck i meant to ask you that you guys talked about wanting to get a flight stick for microsoft flight simulator like not happening what's that what's going on again it's they are hard to find they were already hard to find before all this mess but anything where it's like hey you're gonna stay at home and entertain yourself is there is there a first party microsoft stick that comes to the game i think they're all third party but it's like logitech and thrustmaster they make this shit yeah but on amazon i found found one for like 80 bucks with with like the the throttle but then like oh ships in one to two months Jesus, yeah. The same thing happened. Like my my dad wants a new game system. Like I'm thinking about getting a Switch. I'm like, well, think again because you won't get (laughs) right. You will not get one. I. What about an Xbox One X? Like they're discontinued. What's going on? You can't buy any of the new systems. Right. You can't buy a flight stick around the next one come out. I can't tell you, and I don't know how much it is because they haven't told us yet. Yeah, that's the crazy thing about Xbox One X is like not only is it discontinued, but like people just bought it up and are scalping it. So you you. It's it's still ridiculously expensive, but why would you buy that with the Series X like a couple months away? You go to Amazon and it's like five hundred and fifty bucks with Jedi Fallen Order sold by four twenty games. Blah blah blah. Like, <laughs> I don't want that. I want a warranty, you asshole. Ring Fit Adventure is like fucking fine heroin on the market right now. It's just like you can't find this shit, and it's if you do find it, it's it's selling for twice or three times its normal value. It's insane, dude. You needed to look closer at the definition of great and make America great again, because part of that was game console shortages, 160 million people dead, everyone out of work, all at home, and sick and dying. Remember when we used to make fun of Russia for waiting in lines for toilet paper and bread? Oh, God, those were good times. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to convince my girlfriend to not apply at McDonald's. Like, we're not there yet. I'm like, are we? (laughs) Are we not there yet? Um... so yeah, hey, vote this year. How about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Vote. there you go. <laughs> vote, vote, vote like a baby stoke. That's our plug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and don't get too optimistic about polls and stuff. Yeah, no, or about anything. Don't be optimistic about anything ever again. Yes. Because not unlike Bob Dole, Joe Biden has like another eighty days to fall off a stage in a hilarious mm-hmm. way. <laughs> Sorry, it's going yeah. to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I've not right. seen him. He look. He looks like the. He looks like the guy. <laughs> he looks like the guy. Guy Pierce was dressed as in Blade Runner or er, in Prometheus. <laughs> <laughs> Have you All seen right. the orange bloated corpse he's running against, though, man? Yeah. Like, I, know. I, I only I know. see a, a a snorting tower of virility with uh, sculpted abs. Uh, just, just an Adonis of a man on the and, golf and course, and two foot long sideburns that hang down in the shower, mm-hmm. at least below his shoulders, so that he can comb them back over the of rest of his bald yeah, head. That's how you know how a man's really manly. Um, <laughs> it's true. Anyway, uh, what's the dumbest thing you've bought online? Let us know. Go Please to VigiGameApocalypse.com. Uh, during the pandemic, I should specify. Go to VigiGameApocalypse.com. Answer into the comments for episode 381. Alternately, visit the official LaserTime community on Facebook. There'll be a thread there you can answer. Or ping us on Twitter 
at VG Apocalypse, and we will read the most entertaining answers on next week's show. Anyway, that's been our show. Let's go with some plugs. Uh, Leif, is there anything you want to draw people's attention to other than your Mortal Shell review on IGN? Uh, yeah, Leif Johnson, freelancer. You can find me on Twitter at Leif Johnson. That's L-E-I-F Johnson. And uh, I'm typically writing for IGN, PC Gamer, and PC World these days. So, uh, yeah, so check me out on any of those, and you might see me around in other places, too. Maybe in Mortal Shell. Does that have online... Anything? No, it doesn't have anything like the Dark Souls kind of multiplayer or anything. It's, then why does it constantly kick me out of the pause menu when I pause at a pause? Huh? That's where that extra thirty dollars go for the game, Chris. It's for the online and the pause That's menu. Fucking, that legitimate jank uh, is so. Uh, I don't know. Never Sounds mind. Glorious. I love Mortal Shell. Sounds glorious. Chris, plug some shit. Yes. Oh, sorry. Laser time. There's a new episode out. Uh, uh, there's a new episode out of 302010 Games with uh, Matt, Michael, and Chris Baker. Yay! And hopefully you'll hear a little bit in the break about Chris Baker winning Nintendo Power's first Final Fantasy contest. So cool. <laughs> which is the like the like saddest prize ever I've ever heard of in my life. Uh, but he won. Chris Baker can do that. He's that good. Um, you can find him at Seabake76 uh, on YouTube, I think, or Twitter. But uh, Chris Baker rules, and he's on that show. Thirty twenty ten this week. Man, it was a really fun week of underrated movies and talking about Bring It On, Darkman, and one of my favorite films, Pump Up the Volume. Oh, yeah. And, and I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to try. Patreon.com slash laser time. Pump Up the Volume is out of print and not oh, available to, to rent. So... All I'm saying is patreon.com slash laser. Ooh, love it. Love it. Uh, on a related note, sound, that sounds like if you're hinting at what I'm thinking. Um, if you head over to Twitch, uh, Maddie Sion is my handle. I've been doing a sort of semi stand in for Monday Night Movie. Uh, this last week, we watched Back to School because it's Back to School time. The Rodney Dangerfield, amazing classic 80s movie. Before that, we did Monster Squad. Hey, yeah, I got the bandwidth of a baby bird. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's on Monday nights and then Tuesdays and Fridays I stream other games so uh, I was streaming some Forza Horizon 3 Hot Wheels I recently streamed some Dream Daddy I just kind of just play whatever I'm feeling like that night It's and uh, we have a good time chatting with everyone there so that is a Twitch I am Matty C. Allen M-A-T-T-Y-C-A-L-L-E-N same handle as the Twitter Alright, well, as always, visit us online at VigigameApocalypse.com uh, Ping us on Twitter at VGApocalypse or follow me personally at Wikiparas and I will occasionally tweet uh, amusing things about accidentally snorting a cobweb up my nose. Anyway, that has been our show. Thank you for listening. We'll see you all next week. inches it doesn't seem like much but it'll change his entire life (laughs) (laughs) okay